Hello and welcome to another episode of Creative Riding, the motorcycle podcast that brings you two-wheel topics from around the globe. Tonight's show is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, go to www.patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out more. Now, to our regularly scheduled show, show, show. Damn. So good. Yeah, they look sick. This one, I like this one, actually. So, everybody, welcome to episode... 156. Woohoo! <laughs> we were just uh, talking about a bike 156. Yeah, project 156 of the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast. My notes say 155 because I started these last week. What do you know? Uh, so, we are not... We might... I think it sounds excellent in here, actually. The, the, the it's got to sound better than the garage. <gasps> Sacrilege. <laughs> it, it might be the couch. I yeah, think that's no. what it is. So, yeah. <laughs> you need a couch you, in the garage. <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. So if you guys hear a sultry voice in, in the, uh, the background there, that's not me or Wiggins. That's Kevin Dunn from Steady Garage. We're in Steady Garage tonight, and uh, we're partying here. It's like I ran into Kevin at AIM. Then I, we ran into you at IMS. Now mm-hmm. we ran into you at Steady. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of expected. I think Steady is kind of the place yeah, to, yeah. to find him. I kind of expected to run into him here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he invited us to, to Steady tonight. It, this is the last show before Christmas, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe before the end of the year. Are we doing mm-hmm. one next week? You don't have to. I'll do I'll do one. Because you're going to be out of town. I am going to be out of town. It will be hard to link up. It will be hard to link up. But I have friends in low places. I may make one happen. Right. So this is the last episode before Christmas. So I thought it'd be special. I have a few things here on my little menu that I, uh, I want to talk to you guys about. But, man, we are here. We're in Steady Garage. And we're surrounded by the world's craziest small displacement yet, like, totally custom scoots and bikes and so much shit going on in the back back room there. I can't. They're so good. I could see myself riding a small bike. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I like it. We'll put you on one. Yeah. Oh, man. I need to. Dude, yeah. In the back garage, I mean, there's, there it is, a Goldwing back there. And there is a couple <laughs> Harleys that Wiggins like probably smelled but didn't like re- see him under the blankets. He's like, I did. They that? just, they weren't as entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> there's a mad ass back there, which if you don't know what a mad ass is, go look it up online. You'll. The first time I saw one was a dude ripping around Manhattan on one. Just like I think they used to have pedals at one point, right? They did. They yeah, did, yeah, yeah. That's the one that he had, and so he was biking. Mm-hmm. He'd go on the bike lane and on the sidewalks, and nobody would know anything. And he's like, <laughs> wheelie off. So it was pretty rad. But that one back there is like rad. Yeah, it's, it's just the start of it. Once we're gonna tear down into it. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> There's a few ruckuses back there that has stuff happening to him. There's a Grom. There's some other stuff that Kevin probably can't even talk about, but if he wants to, he can tell you whatever he wants. But that's not the point. The point is is that we're here. We are uh, hanging out at Steady Garage. I thought it would be fun to come here and ask Wiggins and Kevin some really stupid questions. So uh, to start off the show, uh, I wanted to get in. I have some headlines. Some We're going to play this game that Wiggins and I have called WFO, which is – if you're a racer, you know what it is. But if you don't know, it's what's the fake one? And it's uh, I give you a bunch of headlines, and you guys guess which is the fake one. Then I have a list of things. I think I might have even forgot to tell you this, Wiggs. A Christmas list of things that you want to get this year. 
and uh, moto related, of course. I don't want to hear that you want, you know, I don't want to know what you want. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But, uh, but yeah, motor related stuff. And I was thinking about adventures and all this crap that I have planned for us next year that we probably won't ever do because I had them planned for this year too. Mm-hmm. But a whole bunch of cool stuff that it's like, it'd be nice to have blankety blank if we're going to be doing that because, you know, I, I'm constantly getting caught out, uh, in the wilds with totally unprepared and I just get lucky to make it home. So mm-hmm. 2019 is the year that I'm going to try. Sometimes he has to call me to get him. Yeah. <laughs> I did have to call Wiggins after the, after my battery yeah. blew up. Um, so we're going to do that. And then Wiggins and Kevin, I want you to join in with us on this too. Mm-hmm. If Jeff Bezos came in and gave you a blank check and said, Hey, this is, you have to buy your buddy a bike with this. What would you buy your buddy? So we're gonna we're gonna get into that first. I know what I'd buy myself, but what I want to yeah. buy you—that's yeah. hard. That is hard. That's why I picked that. So first and foremost, I'm gonna get into some news. I was listening to another motorcycle podcast recently, and they were complaining about the uh, too fast and too aggressive of test rides at AIM this year. Kevin, you were at AIM this year. Mm-hmm. Did you get to go on any test rides over there? No, the line was so long, but uh, we wanted to to, yeah. to go on some test ride, but um, not on Friday, man. Nah, it was Friday. it was just crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Thursday too? I forget. Uh, it, there, there was a uh, for industry only. It's a uh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, yeah. And um, on those two days, that's where a lot of the the other dealers and people have questions. So we had to be yeah. inside, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you were stuck Friday. There was nobody out there. I went on, like I could have gone on a bunch of test rides, but, uh-huh. uh, I also wanted to hang out with some people that were there. It was awesome. But yeah, you had to be inside doing the B2B stuff. Did you have anybody approach you for some really cool, you know, consignment work or any other, any other companies come to you? Like Lifan was there mm-hmm. and I know that they have pretty reputable, engines I, I should probably be asking you that because you're the mm. master of like small displacement engines from all over the world you would probably know better if i do mm-hmm. is it worth it if you want to like take out your crf 125 blew it blew up a leaf on right in there you know re- total hole replacement motor yeah it, it's i mean there's there's gonna be some periods against it but there's a lot of people running the the leaf on engine and there's another up-and-coming engine called the zong shang we mm-hmm. call it the zs but it's already uh, a 190 cc so those are those are the new engine to to throw on there yeah. um but yeah i mean it's, it's, it'll be a good replacement beater engine that you you could just run with no oil and have fun with it, see what happens. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, and the dude, I talked to the dudes there, and it seemed like, I mean, I've seen Lifons and the Janus motorcycles that we were talking about that are built, you mm-hmm. know, in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And all they do is, uh, or Goshen, is that Indiana? Yeah. And yeah, I think all, you were saying it was in yeah, Indiana, yeah. All they do, the Lifon, the motor is like the only outsourced part. Everything else they make there. So they're like, yeah, hey, we need a cheap motor. Boom. I know Johnny Pag used to run Lifon motors in them. And I don't know if he's even making bikes anymore, but mm-hmm. dude, I I read a lot of stuff where people will get like the 250 or the. It's the California scooter store. There's a Zong Shen. Oh, okay. Is that the same thing as Zong? What? Yeah, you said? I think Zong Shang or Zong Shen. It might be spelled. You know, it's how the way I guess. However, they translate it or yeah, how yeah, however yeah. the pronunciation is. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm not super good at that stuff, but there's our the CSC stuff is. Zongshan, mm-hmm. or they, I think they're a formerly Shine Ray or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I'm not 100% sure. There's so many like crazy uh, Chinese companies coming up nowadays. And actually, who's the dude? 
who was the guy from the IE Goonies that I talked to? Um, that would be uh, Doug and Rich. Doug. Actually, yeah, there's there's a, a little side story here, but um, Doug was uh, actually Rich was um, involved in a, a road rage incident. So I just want to oh. give him, you know, a shout out, and hopefully he gets well. And mm-hmm. uh, he's in the, on the road to recovery, but yeah, he's doing a lot better. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. Yeah, get better, uh, Rich. And Doug told us to give him shit at the show. So oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody, good guy. somebody literally gave him too much <laughs> yeah. shit from a car. Yeah, recover, buddy. Um, but he was talking about, you know, all of the um, the fact that the aftermarket isn't as strong for the those motors as it is for like a, a, a Honda motor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the CSC guys, though, I mean, they're right up here by us, mm-hmm. and they there's a lot of people that like swear by those things, and they're coming out with new ones all the time. So it's it's really interesting. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you for any crazy questions I have about small displacement uh, <laughs> non yeah. non American bikes or non uh, Japanese motors, whether they're whether they're good or not. But um, get, to get back to my stupid story here, that was a long rabbit holding me down. <laughs> at aim, at aim, uh, the guy was complaining about the test rides being too aggressive and too fast, and I was like. I don't know. So the control riders were going too fast for him? Is that what yeah. he's saying? Yeah. He was a little bit frightened by the I don't want to know what this motorcycle can do. I just want to ride it around a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dude's older. The pod, you know, and both guys are pretty chill on this podcast. So maybe they're just too, too chill. Because mm. I was like, yeah, I wanted to rip, you know. Yep. On the Z900, I was like, oh, why did I pick this bike? Because the other people were like on um, – Kawasaki Cruisers, and I was like, "Oh, we're not going to be able to like haul ass now because of these guys." So, how was the test ride? It was good, man. It was fun. Uh-huh. I did that one in an Indian Scout, and um, yeah, the Z nine hundred was good. It was it was a super fun bike, but I couldn't see commuting on it, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like even for me, there was a lot of wind. Like, but it felt good and it was comfy and plenty of power and. ABS, all that good stuff, like all that good stuff that's good for new riders. It, yeah. it was really, really good, fun bike. But um, I wish we went faster, you know. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't split lanes or anything like that. So I was like, eh, eh, you know, Damn I don't know, base. I don't know what he was yeah, crying right. about. Yeah. yeah. So that was one thing that was interesting to me. The other thing that was interesting to me that I just saw in the news was the rise of the smallers. And uh, I was trying to make a play on words of ballers there, but small displacement bikes. <laughs> Um, the new Z125 and the new Ninja 125, for the first time in Europe at least, or in England maybe, um, Kawasaki's making a return to the A1 licensing. And we have the Z125 Pro, which mm-hmm. is like a Grom competitor, mm-hmm. you know, competitor to the Grom here. But have you seen the new Z125, like not the Pro? Yeah, I think those come with, uh, is it the semi-automatic transmission? No, no, no. The Z125s is is a, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a it's like a R three size bike. Mm-hmm. It's like a full on smaller motorcycle, mm-hmm. but it's um basically it's geared toward the A one licensing and, and learner license. But it's they're kind of going back to the days where you take a like the Ninja two fifty, where you take a bike and you don't make a little automatic out of it you yeah. just kind of like size it down you know ktm has the duke 125s mm-hmm. but not in america i mean they only yeah. have those uh, across the pond so kawasaki who started the small bike revolution with the ninja 250 back in 83 
they have been out of it since like the 90s, I guess, or like the early 2000s. They're coming back with the Z125, and it looks nothing like the Z125 Pro, which is like uh-huh. a Grom. It looks more like a proper sport bike that is super sexy, I got to say. It, uh-huh. like, it looks good. Um, although like you're saying, it's like a little bit, it just looks smaller, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not, it's not tiny, but it does look condensed. And then the Ninja 125, which uses the same motor is like a full on, I could see like a, um, not Moto 3 cause those are more than 125s. Right. But I mean, I could see like a new race class for like the little lightweight, if they still did the lightweight, like road racing in England and stuff that, mm-hmm. cause that bike looks so cool. It almost looks, it reminds me of like Could a, be a good, like the RS 50 style. Yeah. Class. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it looks like a, um, I mean, it looks like a 1000 almost like it's so the, the, the lines on these things are so good that I was like, that's the market they need to hit. That's the market that's actually coming up. And we were talking in the back of the shop right now. The Grom is what, like the third or yeah, one of the, I think the I believe is uh, the top three yeah. selling motorcycle. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the guy at Honda told us it's their best selling bike right now in the United mm-hmm. States. It's yeah. the yeah. best. It's it's Honda's basically loss leader or whatever they call the bike that makes up the sales for everything else. Yeah. The Honda Grom is it, and I can't tell you how many dudes. I'm a little older than both of you guys by about 125 years, but there are some dudes that uh, I've met that are like in their 40s and 50s that used to ride, and they say, "You know what? I kind like I saw a Grom the other day. Like I think that would be fun." And I said, "Do it, dude! Like a, you know how yeah. fun those things would be." I see know? a dude commuting to work once in a while on one. No mm-hmm. kidding, that's yeah. rad. I mean, not on the freeway. Like after I get off on surface streets, uh-huh. yeah, because they're actually they're. Bigger than I think people think too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when yeah, you yeah. first see it, you think it's like an XR50, and it's really quite a bit bigger. Yeah, like an adult sits comfortably on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but and Kevin has a uh, a slammed one back there with ruckus forks, so it looks it looks lower. It looks like what you think of a, when you think of 125, but then you see the stock one next to it, and you're like, damn, that's like yeah, five yeah. inches <laughs> taller. Like it's a proper good sized bike. So the rise of the smallers leads me. You guys want to get into like our first game of the night before Chris? Dude, this this lounge is 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 banging. So nice. It's so nice. It's, it's dim in here, and there's a couch and Wiggins. And with the signs, it's such a like. I would draw a mustache on him when he falls asleep, but he's already <laughs> got a mustache, so I'll just let him sleep peacefully when he goes out. But let's get into our first game, and this is a segue into it: uh, the rise of the smallers. Um, <laughs> I I don't know why I thought that was funny when I wrote it. Uh, you're balling on a small one. I don't know. I'll think of a funny funny thing to put in here, but. Uh, let's play a game called What's the Fake One? And tonight, I'm going to let... Uh, usually, we do this with just Wigs, and Wigs has to struggle through and figure out which, which one I'm tricking him with and which which one's the real one. But he's got some help tonight. He's got right, a lifeline yeah. with Kevin yeah. here. So, uh, I'm going to segue right into this using our smaller bikes uh, topic. We know small bikes are on the rise. Small bikes are making a comeback. Um, true or False. Kawasaki returns to A1 licensing after 25-year absence in the European market. <laughs> that one sounds easy because we just talked yeah, about it. So okay. I'm going to say that's true. All mm-hmm. right. Keep that in mind. That may or may not be true. The second one, EBR is back in production. EBR returns to make motos again uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That may or may not be true or false. You guys mull on that for a little while. I'm going to keep okay. going down the line. You guys think about that one. In Grand Rapids, Michigan? Yeah. That's what I said. 
I got to get my light. It's so it's so dim and sexy in here. My old man eyes can't read. All right, headline three: KTM considers buying Ducati. And uh, I mean that's that's the headline. I don't I, really, I don't really have much more to go off of that. But yes, KTM. We've heard a lot. We've heard a lot over the past couple of years. Duc- uh, uh, what was it? Harley's going to buy Ducati. Moto Corsa in Oregon's going to buy Ducati. Nobody ended up buying Ducati, but now KTM wants to buy Ducati. Hey, no cheating, Wigs. Are you Instagramming or are you looking up shit? On the internet? No, no cheating. I'm not. I'm not googling. Cell phones have, have ruined this uh, segment. Uh, headline number four: Suzuki redesign redesigns. I'm sorry, the Hayabusa for 2019, as Kawasaki does the same for the KLR 650. So we all know that those things were like just about to go out because of emissions, so they've been redesigned. And headline number five, I hope this is five, I didn't count, <laughs> might be six, Sheriff pays biker uh, and changes policy after false arrest or improper arrest in Washington. So I'm going to ask you guys again, we're going to start from the top. What's the fake headline that Kawasaki has returned to A1 licensing after 25-year absence? EBR returns to make motos, which Chris is totally researching on the internet over there. KTM is going to buy Ducati. Suzuki redesigns the Hayabusa for 2019. Or a sheriff pays a biker and changes their policy after an improper arrest. Man, I don't know. A lot of those actually sound fake. Yeah. Good. Especially got, the last one. I've done my job well. <laughs> I know, right? Like they're going to pay someone. Let's see. Uh, what was the one after the uh, A1 license? EBR? Yeah, EBR. The only thing return. that throws me off with that is he's in East Troy. So unless he's like moving shops and everything, I think he's in Troy, East Troy, Wisconsin too, right? <laughs> and you said Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. So that throws me off. That yeah. makes me think that one's fake. All right, Wiggins. Then, Wiggins has some. Uh, man, I don't know. This is a that's a good one. Right. The Busa getting redesigned. I could see that it's mm-hmm. a 15 year old design. The second gen one was old. And but Suzuki, it's hard because like I think they do sell a lot of those bikes. They do, mm-hmm. but they're not like the thousands are so fast now that they're not even considered a fast bike anymore. Like the thousands will smoke them in a quarter. Yeah. Once the world, what was it? The world's fastest production motorcycle. Yeah, thirteen. It actually has CCs. been for a long time because it it was limited too. Oh, mm-hmm. like it. I think the very first couple years were faster, and then they limited them to like one seventy something. Um, kind of like when I used to play Gran Turismo, and every car from Japan was like one seventy six horsepower. <laughs> I didn't never. I never knew why. It's <laughs> because the uh, gentleman's agreement of speed. Yeah. Right. And then. Let's see. So what was the last one? The last one is a – Oh, the sheriff uh, does, sheriff's department sheriff has to pay someone. pays biker yeah. and changes policy after improper arrest. Is yeah. that the one when they kicked the guy? They they paid that dude. Yeah, I think that one's old news. Yeah. I, I, won't, I won't go back like five years to trick you guys. I'm going to – man, I know Buell's been trying, but it gets harder every time. I'm going to say Buell's fake just because of the town you said. All right. Kevin? I say Buell's fake as well because, yeah, they've been trying and it's tough. It's <laughs> yeah. tough. Uh, yeah. yeah. What would this be, like time number six? 
I mean, I, I think there's a chance. Like, I think it's hard because you're eventually going to run out of investors mm-hmm. and he's got to make changes. Like, you can't just get investors and then do the same mistakes. Yeah. But at the same time, like, the dude's a genius and the bikes are great. You know, I, but it's a hard one. Like, if you're not going to be able to meet a competitive price point on a bike that people are going to buy, Hashtag Energica. And you said, <laughs> yeah, actually, I think what Energica did, I don't know how they did it, but they like cut their price in half. And you said Grand Rapids, Michigan, and that <laughs> that makes me think that one's fake. All right. So the boys are picking EBR for their first, uh, first round of WFO. Well, Eric Buell Racing, or EBR actually, it's not Eric Buell Racing. That was his second company, right? <laughs> EBR returns to make motos again. Bill Melvin who bought uh who acquired EBR in receivership in 2016 bought all the rights and licensing and tooling to EBR mm. uh will be moving production to Grand Rapids Michigan mm. and making wow. limited production builds uh and Eric Buell is not really mentioned in the press release because he's not part of the company Bill Melvin owns the name EBR and he owns the rights to the EBR logo and everything. So okay. he's going to be making limited production bikes. He said when he bought the company in 20 20- – he didn't buy it. He was the uh, receivership company that bought it. And he said, I'm not going to let it go under. We're moto enthusiasts. We're going to find somebody that's going to take care of it you know, or get it back on the road ourselves. And when they didn't buy, Liquid Asset Partners had it up on their side. I, I was checking like for three or six months to see who was buying it. Nobody bought it. So they own it. outright and they're like well listen we got it we're gonna go ahead and start making it in limited production i think the press release said like bugatti or lamborghini think that it's like super niche it's not gonna be that expensive obviously but it's gonna be super small like handmade production with all and they've got all the tooling and everything i think that's almost their downfall yeah like you have a company like confederate at that price point because they're like over 100k at that price point, those people have money. Mm-hmm. But the Buell's like, what, 35 or 40 Yeah. And it's like you can get a Ducati, you know, yeah. Panigale R. Yeah. Um, you can get stuff like that at that price range. Where the, the super elite rich, it's not expensive enough almost. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they don't want right. a $35,000 bike. That's why Modus – They want a $100,000 bike. Yeah. 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 So it's – it outpriced – out prices the normal people but it's not exotic enough for the people that have the money yeah so to me that like also sounds stupid but i I think that's part of their problem is Uh, it's like i think arch and confederate and all those mm -hmm. guys hit it on the head because you do you have there's like a there's like a line where people think it's cheap if it's not like way expensive and exotic but at the same time that puts everybody else i couldn't go buy an arch they're like 70 yeah, or fifty or seventy thousand mm-hmm. bucks or something. You know what I'm saying? And those people that have seventy or eighty grand to spend on a motorcycle, they've got that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, did the economy affect them? Yeah, but they still make so many millions. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, th- that's a disposable. They and they got like, uh, you know, they probably have many bikes in the garage, so it's not yeah. like you know this is like another investment for them. So yeah, Buell uh, and the regular Buell. The EBR team, he brought over a couple mechanics and designers from EBR that are going to be working with him. And the regular Buell EBR outfit in East Troy, Wisconsin, is still making parts as you have to for 10 years. So they're still going to be supplying parts and supporting 
the factory efforts from the time with you know fulfilling orders, which yeah. probably weren't that many. I mean, he was in production for like eight months before he folded again. So not, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't think that many people bought, bought bikes. When I think the people that did, they're not riding them all the time. They're yeah. not putting tons of miles on them. Yeah, and so I mean, they're gonna. I'm sure that they're handling those requests super easy. So yeah, the Buell one is true, mm, and they're going to be back in limited production. Mm-hmm. And anybody that had an order, remember that there was people that had them ordered in like 16 and 17. They're they're going to get their order fulfilled now. So there might we might see some EBRs on the track, maybe in Moto America, because uh, the 1190 race bike is still a, a thing. So. Let's uh, pause. What? Wonder how much what noise bangs into stuff. I know. <laughs> I can't hear it on my headphones. <laughs> All right. You want to pause real quick? No, you're good. I'm just going the direction. All right. So Kevin, mm-hmm. Wiggins has left you alone. Wiggins has gone to the restroom. We're gonna let Kevin take a stab here. All right. What? This you want, one. Do you want to read them again? Yeah. Yeah. So the first one was uh, Kawasaki returns to A1 licensing after 25 year absence. Mm-hmm. EBR. We already know that one's true. KTM is going to acquire. Oh, KTM boss considers buying Ducati. Suzuki redesigns the Hayabusa, or the sheriff pays a biker and changes policy after false arrest. I think KTM considering. Like you said, people were already considering to buy Ducati. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say. I'm gonna say that's that might be true. Yeah, yeah. It almost I know it, it's it's weird enough to almost be fake, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was done with, but it might yeah. be true. Well, Wiggins isn't here to enjoy this one, so maybe we'll play a trick on him when he gets back. Okay. That is true. Yes, KTM the boss uh, Stefan Pierre or Pierre. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say this last name. It's Austrian, but he is considering. He can see. Uh, the Austrian company taking Ducati on and Herbert Dies, the uh, CEO or whatever of, of uh, VW, has made statements saying like BM, BM, being an auto manufacturer like BMW just isn't enough for Ducati. Um, just because we're an iconic brand, it doesn't do Ducati justice. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of like tried to find buyers that will take it on. And KTM right now, I'm, I think I read KTM is one of the biggest – uh, manufacturers right now in uh, all of Europe. They took Husky, they yep. got Husky, mm-hmm. and turned them into like a super huge company. And KTM is doing crazy volume, more than Harley Davidson mm-hmm. in the states, and uh, more than B- obviously BMW, Ducati. KTM right now is on fire mm-hmm. in uh, as far as production numbers. And so that one is also true. Awesome. True. Nice. KTM is. At least mentioned uh, the possibility that they would like to take over Ducati and Herbert Deese. I was telling Kevin, Herbert Deese at VW, he said that it's not enough. It, it doesn't do Ducati justice. That VW is a very good uh, Audi manufacturer. They're still suffering from Dieselgate and all that stuff. So they still got like lots of financial stuff they have to make up for. But Ducati just isn't like – they're not doing it uh, – as one iconic brand to another, they're not doing it justice. So they think they could offer it to KTM, and KTM is, ha, has uh, actually looked into. Um, they're they're kind of planning on bringing it into the fold and doing what they did with Husky, which Husky and KTM are basically the same 
motors right now, and they use a lot of the same stuff, but it didn't affect Husky employees. They brought everything in-house, but they kept the Husky people there. They just made it a modular platform so it's easier to make parts and make it a little bit more effective to work in the factory, but it totally didn't affect uh, – Husky. Now, mm-hmm. if you got a brand like Ducati, they're not going to start putting KTM crap on a Ducati. Yeah. But KTM, I think Wiggins the other day when dealerships. Yeah, for KTM. Yeah, you know, all, I mean, that's look at all the Ducati dealerships. Now they're going to be carrying KTM too. That's good for them. Mm-hmm. I think one of my coworkers also said, "Oh, I wonder if like Ducati and KTM is going to like mess with Ducati." And I said, "A, why would they? That's really stupid." But B, he mentioned. He pointed out that KTM doesn't really have a street. They ha- they're they're working on the RC16, but they don't have a street sport bike. They have the a lot of naked bikes. They've got naked bikes and, and adventure, adventure bikes, bikes and dirt bikes, and so they've got their market covered. But they don't have a sport bike, so maybe they will work with Ducati to get like a KTM. But I don't think they would do anything to properly like mess up uh, that think, acquisition. To me, the way to go would be keep ktm ktm like they have their identity they have their brand and ducati has their identity but you can also share technology like look at some of the gps and stuff on the ducati like the multistrada mm-hmm. and the telemetry and some of that like if ktm has that for their adventure bikes it's good for them and then yeah like especially the dealerships yeah dude so and then if ktm did want to go like racing racing then they got that panigale v4 yep to put in their own chassis could be kind of badass. Well, they got the RC16 and the... So what is... I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. That's, is that going to be a V4? It's going to be their new um, GP bike because they're getting into GP. and um, They must be selling a lot of bikes. And they also have yeah, that... For, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. They're off the charts as far as like dirt bikes. and Because the RC8, I think, was like... It was very KTM. Like as far as a production bike, it was for the average person. It was very like race capable. But I think when it came to racers, it just wasn't quite on par with some of the stuff that was out there. And I actually my Ducati that I had just sold, but the guy I bought it off of had an RC8, and he was showing me stuff on it on how it's like handmade almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of it. And he said even the serial number is hand engraved on them. Wow. And he's like, you think that's cool until you go to work on it. <laughs> and he's like it's just not quite on par because it's just not like the it's not that it wasn't as good a quality but it don't like it wasn't as good of manufactured quality and he's like when you know bolts don't line up as well and stuff yeah. like that i was like that was interesting i didn't really know that about ktm but yeah that rc8 was a sexy Dude, fucking bike uh-huh. man. that was one of my when it first came out that was a bike that got oh, yeah. my eye on it immediately and i was like whoa and they almost had i think we've talked about it before they almost had a disclaimer like this bike is too gnarly to ride on the street and so they quit making them after like two years but one know? of the cool things i think with ktm they're similar to ducati in this too is their naked bike like their super duke at the time and the rc8 shared the same motor and what was cool ducati did it with the street fighter their monsters detuned a little bit but I, like the new Super Duke 13, like 1290 or whatever, not 1300, but the 1290, it's pretty tuned. It's not a mild naked bike. Just like when Honda does a naked bike, they like tone it so down mm-hmm. and like KTM keeps them pretty fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> and I can guarantee that if KTM, if, and I'm, I'm assuming when KTM acquires Ducati, there's no reason for you to take one iconic brand and just like yeah no like suss up 
with another iconic brand. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it, the, it'd be ridiculous. It wouldn't be a good investment to try to kill the brand just to help out KTM. Yeah. I, I, I don't. They've I, got yeah. such a loyal following for Ducati. Mm-hmm. Like, keep that. You know, yeah. you're not going to yeah. gain all of it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. the KTM people are the same way. A lot of them, like KTM right now is, uh, we can sound like he's fighting the microphone over there. <laughs> uh, I can't even hear it. I don't I know, have microphones, so it's worse. Or headphones. I know. My next investment, headphones for everyone, so we can hear when we're smacking the mic. <laughs> um, yeah, KTM right now, like if you look at the Erzberg Rodeo or the ISDE or even the GNCC stuff, like off-road is crazy right now. And it's just lousy with KTMs. Like they're everywhere, winning everything. And Husky is making a huge – Husky's doing really good in Enduro Cross, as is KTM. And they're the same company. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that – I mean, maybe they would borrow something like some design from Ducati if they brought them. If they I didn't know they them. were that Husky and KTM were the same. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's cool because KTM's getting in the flat track in nineteen, but Husky got in in eighteen. Yeah, yeah. So oh, didn't da- yeah Dan Bromley? He wanted a KTM, but KTM had little, little to do with it. Yeah, but I do think, and I, I'm super excited about this. I'm pretty sure. They're going to pick up Dan Bromley as their factory rider. Yeah. Oh, they better. He he fucking won yeah. a championship for him on one without <laughs> yeah. support. So, and then rumor is they want to get into twins. Yeah, supposedly for 2019 they yeah. are. And one of the like issues was like, and this is all rumors that they're calling like Jared Meese because they're used to paying like look what they pay a pro supercross rider. So it's easy for them to offer someone like that more money yeah. than what Indian or Harley would even dream of offering them. Yeah, and the but, fact that they're doing gang, but they're they're like the number one seller in Europe right now of motorcycles. I think. Yeah. Uh, you think of BMW and Ducati, how exotic and crazy. But you know, they are not, uh, especially in the U.S. market, but globally, they are not like a huge seller. That's another mm-hmm. thing that a lot of people are doing. The markets have matured. Mm-hmm. Western markets have matured, and everybody's going to Asia. You can sell KTM 125s in Asia. Probably yeah. they have Duke. They have Duke 125. When I was right. in Colombia, they have a 390 Duke. Uh-huh. Well, they and have, that was like yeah. that was the nicest bike I saw there. Yeah, yeah. But there was quite a few of them. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, there's a lot of like beat up little scooters, but <laughs> yeah, the nice bikes were the 390 Dukes. Yeah, and that's not that's not uh, A1 licensing uh, approved over there. So like Yamaha has uh, and Suzuki, everybody has a 125 that we never see here. And that's why this news of the Kawasaki Z125 and Ninja 125 is such big news because they started like the little bike craze. But for licensing regulations, you need it. And they have there hasn't been one since like the 2000s or something. And um, so now like there's a 125 of everything but we don't see them here in the states because we're like nobody would buy them right mm-hmm. well, at least we don't think anybody would buy them look at the grom though how much it sells yeah. but um it depends on how you market it i guess yeah but um but yeah so i don't know they're going gangbusters in in europe and and it would be i i don't i think it'd be fine to see them take ducati you know what i mean like i they i don't think they'd mess with it vw took bugatti and uh lamborghini right and they they still yeah. Yeah. didn't do anything to them. But actually the guy, um, Stefan – I can't pronounce his last name. Stefan Pierrer. Pierre, I'm just going to go with that. He, he, The boss of, of KTM said that he actually got inspiration when he, t- when he came in to KTM. He got inspiration from how VW was running their company and – that's how KTM has made this like huge upsweep in the last like five years and taken over pretty much Europe. And so it's fitting 
that he's like, hey, VW, I got my inspiration from you. You raised us up, and now I can get Ducati from you. It so. looks – to me, from an outsider's perspective, I think it's – I think they they did something the Japanese did in the 60s and 70s into the 80s, and then they kind of faded off, I think, as like you know, Mr. Honda and like mm-hmm. the, the OG owners kind of died off. But KTM's investing in racing, mm-hmm. and they're going out to win races, not to just participate. Yeah. And that's when the Japanese – like really kind of started to catch on was all of a sudden they were winning races. Yeah. You know, they were, they were reliable and they were fast. Oh yeah. And KTM has been doing that. You know, they've, they've made the bikes more reliable. They've made parts more accessible. They've made them more affordable and they, they look good. And they win, they win a shit ton of races. And I mean, that's what people see. You watch a YouTube video and you see KTM winning. You're like, and they're not scared to make stuff that, the big four won't do like yeah. to me the super duke now if i was gonna go buy a new bike right now that would be real close yeah. to the top of the list but i mean they're coming out with a, a whole bunch of super dukes now they too. are i mean they got like the they they're going all the way up to like 1190s right the 1290 is the big super duke r that's yeah. the one that single-sided swing arm like it's oh. super rad mm-hmm. yeah and their styling, some people hate it, some people love it. Some people call that like the newer headlight that came out in 2017 or the, the vagina headlight. Yeah, yeah. But I, uh, when I saw that, Ari Henning was behind me when they unveiled that, and he's like, that headlight is life. And I was like, that <laughs> headlight is pretty good. I like that headlight. But, but I mean, it made an impression on, mm-hmm. on a lot of people. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool. I think yeah. it's cool that they could be, and they're planning – from what it sounds like to take take Ducati into the fold. All right, let's let's continue on. So we've knocked out the two headlines here. We know that uh, EBR is back in business, and we know that KTM is looking to acquire Ducati. And for the longest time, Ducati's been for sale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess is the is the other news. They're still trying to like decide what to do with it. So giving it to another motorcycle brand is probably the right way to go instead of keeping it under a car maker. So let's rehash the uh, the remaining headlines. We have the uh, Kawasaki returns to A1 licensing after 25-year absence. That could be key. 25-year absence could be key. Uh, KTM, we already got that one. Um, Suzuki redesigns the Hayabusa for 2019, or a sheriff pays a biker and changes their policy after improper arrest. Hmm. That one could be very true. You're very vague with that statement, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. But if my writing depending what you mean by biker, yeah. If it's like a club dude, if the sheriff's department fucked up, because what you guys have to remember about like the Hell's Angels, especially, but a lot of the like one percent, which is only really like three or four of those, but a lot of like those bike clubs, there's a lot of fucking lawyers on staff. Yeah. Mm Especially the HAs. Hashtag retainer. There's a lot of lawyers in those clubs. Um, so when the police mess up, they pay and oh, yeah. they change policy. Oh, yeah. So And and you weren't obviously there, but I got him with the, the Waco. Remember that shootout a few years ago at Twin? Mm, yeah, yeah. Th- those guys, they reopened that so they could sue the the sheriff and the county uh, so he's already been bitten once by a biker uh, gang uh, by a biker gang getting paid so now this one I figure I'd throw this in the hat the only thing like you're like with Kawasaki you're like oh pay attention to the 25 years that could be key they haven't been out 25 years I mean they st- 
and well, I don't know. What's the A one CC limit? Is it one fifty or one twenty five? A one licensing is a European thing that I am totally unfamiliar with. So because in the know. states, we're like, go buy a brand new thousand. Here's your permit. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to kill yourself. When I took my MSF course, dude, there was a chick that had never ridden, and on day two, when we like were getting our signers that we passed the class she came in on a honda rune wasn't that thing a 1600 like the honda rune i think uh-huh. it was an 1800 goldwing it motor. was eight, okay it was 18 yeah. it was huge and this chick was like five foot one maybe four foot nine i mean she's still they were expensive she too. was still two and a half feet taller than me but i'm just saying she was only five foot one <laughs> and she could like she was tippy toeing like just to back it into the spit i was like holy shit it looked like she was riding a dang oh, log down a log flume. <laughs> i was like god girl what are you thinking 1800 cc's or something it was like a v-twin too or like it was a flat six it was based off the gold wing i knew it was a six i knew it was a six i think it was a v6 though but yeah okay flat six yeah it was it was the the last gen gold wing motor so it was a flat six single-sided swing arm shaft drive yeah I don't know how much of the frame was the same or whether no. they changed no, a lot it was of that. Like a, it was like a totally – I know all the bodywork and stuff. It yeah. was like a naked like yeah. custom cruiser yeah. thing. It looked weird. But she came in rolling on that. Had she been in England or any, anywhere else in, in the world, <laughs> she yeah. would have been rolling in on a uh, probably a ruckus or something yeah. that, that Kevin's got here at Steady, you know. 125 baby until you get your yeah you have to ride that for i'm sure a they year. all tell the insurance are 125 so. oh yeah <laughs> she's like i think it's a it's a 185 because it says like 1800 cc you know, I, yeah, I don't know I, I do cars all the time i don't know maybe that is a 185 yeah <laughs> uh yeah the a1 licensing i'm gonna take a stab we have some listeners in australia and england that can probably tell us mm-hmm. i think you have to ride a 125 for a year and then you get a step up after that, maybe to a two fifty, or maybe you, maybe after that you get to go. But you have to ride it for at least a year. It's not like the states where you can, like yeah, Chris said, go want. get your yeah. <laughs> walk out of fucking high school and go buy a Busa or whatever the fuck you want to do. It's in our constitution. We can ride whatever. Yeah, we want. I think it was like the thirty second <laughs> yeah. amendment. It was something like, yeah, we can ride. We just want to be free to do what we want yeah. to do. <laughs> <laughs> Free to ride our machines. Peter, I mean, Peter Fonda made that amendment. <laughs> the um, yeah, the Ninja Two Fifties. They just quit doing those four or five years ago, and they went through the three hundred. Yeah, and now the four hundred. Yeah, yeah. So they quit the three hundred to do a four hundred in the states. In the states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, and now they're making the one twenty five. So yeah, you tell me. You tell me. Is it fake? Oh, man. <laughs> 25 i don't see i don't really know yeah i mean they haven't had it here for 25 years here's another thing i heard from and this might it might be england because i got some of this news from it's global so some of it's coming from england but in other countries it's a power to weight ratio so you can either get like a 125 or you can get a harley 883 because they still only make like uh i'm sorry uh r3 like a Yamaha R3 or a Harley because they both the power to weight ratio is what they go by in mm. some countries and so you know you got like a 582 pound bike that makes like 46 horsepower or you got like you know a 300 pound bike that makes like you know I'm gonna I think the R3 makes like uh, 40 or 50 horsepower something like that so I mean the power to weight ratio is like uh, yeah the same for those things even though the motor motor sizes don't matter so the 125 thing i think might just be certain countries like england maybe australia um and you have to ride that for a year and then you can go for your 
All right, uh, that'll be my next pick for the fake one. Okay. Unless you were trying to be tricky with 25 years. That is true. Man. (laughs) Failing today. Failing. And the only reason I brought it up is because we were talking about the Z125, which isn't the Z125 Pro. It's a Z125 new sport bike that looks just sick. And it's the naked version of the new Ninja 125. And did we see, like, at the IMS, or or maybe they had an AIM, the Katana 125. Remember the the Mm. 125, the GSX... 125RR or something that they came out with, and they had a 250 also. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Suzuki has like these little race bikes yeah. basically av- available to the Asian market that are like, I wish they would bring that stuff over yeah. here just for the price point. Uh, not because- all the red 400s they have over yeah. there, too. Mm-hmm. Remember that 250 we were up and around Willow Springs? Like, there's some small bikes. Yeah, there that was would a, be fun a as bike hell. last weekend we were out. I think they said they thought it was a GPZ, but the guy that was riding it wasn't there. 250, we have 20,000 RPM. Yeah, dude, that thing was quick. Dude, dude it was keeping up with some of the. Yeah. He wow. was keeping up with me on my bike. Wow. Yeah, and he's on a 6,500cc. Uh-huh. Uh huh. RC 87,000. <laughs> <laughs> and RC 573. Yeah, no, so I mean, there's. I mean, I wish some of these small bikes would come over just because I think, like, if people, like, we were talking about the Grom being such a major seller, I think of some of these, like, cooler looking sport bikes, and not necessarily because of the, the displacement's smaller and they're less powerful, it's the price point at, the, yeah. at this point in the economy. And I hear, I just heard today that we're going to, like, we won against ISIS, so we're going to be bringing more soldiers back. That's more people coming back into this economy that are going to need jobs. I just think that. I have a feeling that price point is going to be the major driver for the next five years, not necessarily like engine size and like Wango Tango enhancement. I I really do think we're going to go back to like when every college kid around Pasadena City College was driving a friggin' scooter. Mm -hmm. Scooter sales went through the roof in 2006. And I think we're going to go, I think we're kind of heading toward that again, where it's going to be price point, not necessarily uh, like, like I said, like, the size of the motor and it's not, I think a lot of people are going to go back to commuting um, maybe on smaller bikes we'll see we'll mm-hmm. see if that pans out so that one is true we're left gentlemen we are left with Suzuki redesigning the Hayabusa for 2019 or a sheriff let's just say sheriff department paying a biker and changing their policy based on an improper arrest man both of them are pretty plausible and they both sound really true and fake at the same time. Like, there's no reason Suzuki's not redesigning a Hayabusa. Yeah. Unless the sales of that bike has just fallen off that bad. Yeah. N- neither of you listens to the Noko Moto podcast. Huh. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of insight. The Noko Moto podcast just went on this total rant for like an hour and a half because Suzuki's killing the Hayabusa and they said it's about time. And the Hayabusa was such a bad idea, blah, 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 blah. He went on this crazy rant. and I, I uh, agree with them, but it was one of their best sellers too. Yeah. And there are a certain demographic of people that bought a lot of Busas. Oh, yeah. And did not want to buy thousands. Half of Wisconsin owns Busas. Half of Atlanta, Georgia owns Busas. Yeah, and they just dragged the shit out of them, yeah. you know, just yeah. take them to the drag strip. Yeah. Especially, I think... The guys like Sing Syme that are a little more talented, a little more serious, they're buying thousands. Yeah. And you can drop them and stretch a thousand. But a lot of people wanted pretty well stock bikes. Yeah. And the boosts were fast. And they were easier to ride in in an eighth or a quarter than like a stock thousand. Yeah. The the guys that just wanted to kind of like cheat 
were buying ZX14s and boosts because yeah. of the displacement, and they could get away with it. I say that knowing a few people that, <laughs> that drag race ZX14s and boosts, but. I'm going to go ahead and, because uh, I don't know how long we're going on this segment here, but I'm going to go ahead and say that that one might be fake. Uh, I believe it. Okay. Did you guys hear that they were killing the Busa or no? You, we had talked about the fact yeah. they were killing it, but that doesn't mean that they weren't redesigning it for another year. I just got some news uh, the other day. Suzuki pre- put out a new press release. There may have been some confusion on our website regarding the killing or, you know, the discontinuation of the Hayabusa. It doesn't meet Euro 4 standards, so uh-huh. they're not continuing it for the European market only. They're mm. going to still continue it for the American market. Totally unchanged. It totally passes the American emissions. And the Euro 4s and the Euro 5s are already... But the taillights have to be further apart. Yeah. And that's what we worry about in the with States. D- yeah, <laughs> DOT is what we... Yeah, yeah, the DOT sets up the rules that we have to worry about here. So, yeah, we don't care about emissions, especially the carb emissions. And now that Trump's president, there's probably no emissions. <laughs> uh, or there won't be any yeah. soon. So we, who cares? Uh, you can drive your diesel motorcycles around. Actually, they're efficient. You can drive your uh, leaded motorcycles around. <laughs> but, so yeah, yeah, there was big news that they were killing the Hayabusa. And what happened is that they did just confusion. kill it. And they came out with the they, – they just released like Monday or Tuesday. I, my One of my bosses sent me this press release because it was totally confusing. For manufacturer or the uh, – for distributors – and dealerships were even confused because of all this news that it was going away. And in my news here, I have Suzuki redesigns the Hayabusa for 2019 as uh, Kawasaki redesigns the KLR650, which was also announced that it was going to get killed, right? Uh, that's false. The KLR is dead, and the Hayabusa is not getting redesigned. It is just going to be killed off in the market that it's not gonna it's really not gonna meet emissions there yeah they're just they're still making it without any changes because it's still gonna sell dude enough if but you, it's if, not gonna sell enough yeah. to invest in redesigning it if you have a market that has to have a 125 cc to take your to get into motorcycling anyway which is most yeah. of europe because of the eu rules apply well, to the, all of that you're not going to get over 400 at oh, all is difficult yeah yep. So you're not going to sell a 1,300cc bike except for in the States. So, yeah. yeah, that one was the fake one. And again, like when the 4,000s are faster in a quarter mile. Yeah, I love 4,000s. Ford, yeah. <laughs> the, the Suzuki GSX 4000. Um, so the last one, the sheriff pays the biker and changes policy really happened. Uh, and this is so confusing. In Washington State... The Kings County Sheriff Department paid Alex Randall $65,000 after a plainclothes detective pulled him over, didn't announce who he was, but just came up to him with a gun. And and there's a video he has on his GoPro. That's an old video, video, though. So they just finally got that sorted? And and he didn't identify himself, and they, they just recently paid him. I mean, this was just from last week. So they just paid him and changed their policy that... Pardon me. If you're going to pull someone over, mm. I get, I'm guessing I didn't I didn't I didn't have like what their policy change was, but I'm guessing that if you're a plainclothes officer, you don't just walk up to someone yeah. with a gun. The video looked like he was getting bike jacked. Well, and, that's the thing. Like 
if depending on the ran. state, if he would have yeah. shot him back because yeah. you know there's some random person pointing a gun at you, that's what I was thinking. Then they're going to be like, "Oh, now you assaulted a police officer," yeah. oh. even though you had no idea because yeah. he didn't announce. And yeah. that's what I was thinking. That those those two thoughts went in through my head. A, what if I was carrying? I would have blasted this dude. What yeah. if I could have got to? If I thought I could have got to my before he shot me, I would have blasted him. Or if I saw an opportunity and I'm on a bike. I would just fucking yeah. go because you can get shot yeah. and you're not you don't die. It's not like the movies where you fly through the air. You can get shot a few times. I know a buddy that did get shot a few times as he was escaping a carjacking, and yeah, I w- I think I would have just like took my chances and yeah. just hauled ass and hit him over or, or yeah. try to hit him as I was going by because he he just walked up to you with the gun, plain clothes in a plain car and all that. And shit. he never said police or anything. No, yeah. and so they admitted. They did the right thing here, which yeah. is admitting that they – Which is rare for most of the departments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. But in Washington, I, it might be different. I think Washington is actually more Wild West than people think. And so I'm surprised. But they paid him 65000 bucks, um, which ought to pay for his new underwear at least, right? <laughs> I, I would have needed some new yeah, underwear. Right? And uh, and change their policy. You probably – the first thing you probably have to say is I'm a police pullover or some shit like that. I don't – you know – so weird but yeah i mean i see that stuff um here where we live in socal Mm -hmm. i saw an ex-terra pull somebody over and then i only knew it was a cop once all these weird hidden red and blue lights started flashing on it and i I had whoa literally this morning i'm like going to work and i see this like flashing white light in my rearview mirror it was a fucking honda odyssey and the dude had a white LED in the front windshield uh-huh. that, like, kind of flashed twice on one side and flashed twice on the other side. And cars were fucking moving out of his way because we thought he was, like, some undercover police officer. Yeah. I, like, see it and I'm like, what the fuck? So I get over and then he goes around me and I'm like, it's this dude in a fucking Honda Odyssey trying to get people <laughs> out of his way. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah. I was uh, like, I don't, do you call the fucking police and be like, dude, this dude needs to stop. Like, pull this motherfucker over. Hey. How many times – this has happened to me a few times. How many times have you seen a BMW in the rear view and, and you pull over because the dude has a white helmet and you think it's a cop on the, yeah, oh, on the, the motorcycle? Oh, dude, yeah, I've yeah. like – I've like tensed up But he doesn't bit. have a light that's flashing on it. Yeah, that's ins- yeah. that's kind of weird. Like that is weird. Yeah, that was like sketch. Like it wasn't red or blue but still – I wonder if he was listening to like some rave. He was just yeah. like <laughs> – Dude, <I> <laughs> the show lights going off. Yeah. yeah. So mad. In an Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, once you see it's an Odyssey. Riding my CBX is nice because people think it's a police bike and yeah. get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny because I always see s- scooters and I always think that they're sport bikes coming toward me because the new scooters are, you know, and you're like, hey. And then you're like, oh, damn, that's a scooter. So, like, <laughs> same thing. Like, they look like cops come yeah. by and then, like, it's a metropolitan, uh, not a metropolitan, it's a, uh, like, a big. Uh, T-Max. Berg, Bergman or a yeah. T-Max goes yeah. by and you're like, that wasn't a cop bike. That was a <laughs> so, yeah. But, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of times where you mistake people for cops, but when you have a plain clothes dude coming at you with a gun, dude, you're asking to get yeah. your ass kicked if you're yeah. that cop. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. I think that just police are trained yeah, that to videos be, four or five years old, man. That's so been going on. It must've been. Yeah. It yeah. must take a while. It's like making a murderer. Um, so yeah. It, it, and you know, this is the story of how long it takes crap like that to get done. You think it's going to happen. You think you're going to get stuff resolved in like a year or six months. Yeah, even a parking ticket can take mm-hmm. like a year. So anybody out there going through some trouble, uh, 
It could take a while. <laughs> so, so 65 he gets paid but spends 150 Oh, uh, uh, yeah. How much of that did a lawyer like, get? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he well, the, away. the guy in Oregon that got, like, kicked from behind. Yeah. Uh-huh. The cop, like, hit his bike, knocked him over, and then gets out of the car and runs up and drop kicks him. Yeah. I think, I think he's shot. paying him. He, wow. You know what? That guy, before that video, he was shot, too. At that point, I think he had been shot in the back or the leg. The one I'm talking about, I don't think the guy even knew there's a cop behind him. I don't think the he video, did the siren. He just did the lights or something. The video didn't look like he did, but they backed it up, and he was chasing him a good while through the streets. Mm. Like, that guy was uh, kind of not behaving. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that is our WFO What's the Fake one. And uh, you guys did, I don't know, did you guys I, do well? I did pretty horrible. Yeah. yeah. I did a good job of mixing it in there this, yeah. this week, so... I, I, I like this because it, it just proves that, like, you never know. Like, mm-hmm. with motorcycles, you never, never know. Um, let's move on to something else. There's something else that I, I kind of informed Kevin of so that he could have a little bit of time to think. Hopefully, you've been thinking of it this whole time. Oh, for me, it's just totally fresh. Yep, for Wiggs, it's totally fresh, although I texted it to him earlier today. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, I want to... This is the last show before Christmas. Oh, yeah, that And one. nobody has called our stupid Christmas hotline, by the way. I'm super disappointed, so I don't know what any listeners out there want. I know. I was, a second ago, I was like, oh, it would be so cool like if the listeners would email ideas for which what's the fake one. And then I was like, they don't email enough. They don't email. <laughs> they don't call. They don't write. I the only time they do is when we're talking shit about one of them. Yeah, yeah. Then we get an email from that guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're Oh, the- by the way, Sing Sime, if all goes well, I'll be in uh, Milwaukee in February. Yeah. Yeah, Sing Sime. <laughs> and Narissa. Uh, can't forget Narissa. She's already in Milwaukee. So, yeah, nobody calls or writes. I feel like their mother. You know, you never call, you never write. It's like uh, it's the holidays. And I have dude. to say, too, like on some of the podcasts I listen to, sometimes a lot of my favorite sections are like the, write- the listeners' questions and stuff like that. Yeah. So, Well, we did get two listener emails. One was from Paul. Not to ask wigs. Oh, yeah, that one was from Paul. Yeah. I did get that one. Yeah. Or did you have to forward me that one? Uh, no, he, he CC'd you on that one. Yeah, he, I think he did. And one of them was from Matt from My Motorbike Obsessions. And Matt's just said, no big deal. He's just He's got a 450 flat tracker that he just fixed. And he's like, I stand by my word. I told you and Wiggins if you ever wanted to take it out to Apex or Adams or to flat track it, you could. And I stand by my word. You guys, I want you to come do it because he's gonna. He's probably going to get shipped overseas uh, in 2019. So I said, listen, we will try to do it. I, the first uh, first part of 2019, I'll see what we can do. Maybe we can. Oh, uh, want to go? These guys like to go out to Apex and stuff too. We can yeah, just go out on yeah, a Saturday. And we should. I haven't been on a Supermoto in a while. Let's plan a day, dude. Not only that, but did you guys do that endurance race? No, we uh, we totally missed out again this year. But we're itching to ride for 2019. I know yeah. a friend of mine used to do it. They had a XR100. Mm-hmm. It was a good, like, cheap, good bike to do it. Yeah, what is that? It's, it's the UMRA, right? The United yeah. Mini Bike Racing Association. Yeah, UMRA. They put on a um, the twenty four hour endurance race. They also got a three sixty five, um, three hundred sixty five lap race, which is roughly what seven hours. Yeah, yeah. So um, I had yeah. some fun racing at uh, Apex. Apex is my favorite, mm-hmm. but I had a four fifty Supermoto. 
Then that track was too small, huh? It wasn't bad. It wasn't, we did uh, a lot of cart stuff, uh-huh. a lot of cart tracks. Like uh, Grange is good, but it was a little slick. Yeah. The blacktop was just slicker. Going out, yeah. Adams is fun. It was okay, but Apex was the good one I liked. Yeah. You got a good back stretch with like the, the tight far end corner and then like a fun front stretch with a tight little section. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. over by the pit area, there's like a big sweeper. And I don't think we did the little dog leg, so it's got the hump in it. Yeah. But they put a dirt section in now, too. Yeah. Yep. So I never, I wasn't big on the dirt section. Yeah. Some of the rides would just go through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jump it. Jump it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pass this around. This is the Honda Navi. This is the one that, uh, they Paul, sent me a picture of it. He yeah. was he. Our, we have one of our listeners is, is working in India right now. He sent me a photo. I got it. And yeah. there's a bunch of those little bikes over there. And he's like wondering what goes in that little space there. And I was like, I honestly don't know. Maybe a aftermarket an accessory glove box. I totally meant to look it up uh, and see if I could uh, find out information on it. But yeah, he sees all sorts of crazy bikes. It looks like a uh, electric Grom or something. Mm. But um, but yeah. So he was over there in India. Um, Matt from My Motorbike Obsessions was just out at Grange, now, or not at Grange, Apex, now that he got his bike uh, uh, fixed. He got the water pump back up and running. So, Kevin, dude, this is like right up your alley. This ain't, this ain't even a Grom. It's like a tiny, na- it's like a 50cc scooter on mm-hmm. a Grom body or something. I think that space is for a six-pack of beer. and A uh, couple chickens. Because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> this is in Your India. Chicken cage in there. Yeah. Yep couple of chickens or a gigantic uh, watermelon or something yeah, it, it looks like it, it, it is a um, a scooter engine that's yeah. on there so it's definitely cvt yeah yeah. yeah yeah you could probably fit a child or two in there too oh yeah. well Some i mean dogs, they go some animals yeah yeah i've seen in india before where the babies were in like uh home depot buckets uh on the <laughs> side. like he's he sent me some pretty crazy pictures he works in india quite a bit and so uh-huh. he sent me like Eight or ten people on a 125 scooter. Oh, I was man. like, dude, that's just that's how you roll it, I guess. But um, but yeah, Paul, to answer your question, that's what goes in that space. Uh, whatever you put there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as far as Matt from my motorbike obsessions, Chris, listen to this. Not only should we head out with the Grom, with you know the Steady Crew and the Goonies Crew or whoever else wants to come out, rip some Groms around the track. That'd be so much fun. It'd be fun if you brought us 452. We'd do a little bit of both. Yeah, I'm totally down. Yeah, we could do. Uh, I've seen a full size sport bike at Apex. I'd take the RC, but I don't think it ever get out of first gear. <laughs> yeah, first you're like trying to drag me, but it's too tight. <laughs> um, I was thinking California City too. You know, you know, just west of uh, Willow Springs is California City. Do you guys know what California City is? No, dude. It was like this huge urban mecca that was planned but never built. Uh-huh. So there's just like a bunch of no roads out there. It's all dirt. Like you could just go out there and just like go into the desert and, and it's, it, it was all graded and it's all was supposed to be a city, but they just never did it. It was like back in the, maybe the eighties or something. Wow. So, I mean, it's been sitting there for like 40 something years. Right. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, just kicking out there. You can go you just, you know, California, you just drive out there as long as you got a plated bike. Yeah. That'd be another fun place to go. I think with Matt, uh, with Matt, and then you f- do like a mile flat track, yeah, uh, just around some blank block. You know, that you, it was supposed to be a city block. You just turn it into a flat track, <laughs> but uh, that'd be fun to do. And that's all the listener letters. You guys can call us. You know, I got the number up on Facebook if you want to check it out. And uh, if you guys want to call us and see, you, I, I wanted you to call us and tell us what you wanted for Christmas or what you got for Christmas. <laughs> you can do both. But uh, 
Yeah, so we're going to segue into this next one, which is what do we want for Christmas? I think Kevin went to go beat someone up right now. I can't. I'm picking up something weird in the headphones. Oh, I thought it was like gift recommendations, which would be a good thing too, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you want? I I got a little Christmas wish list right here. Um, I got two things on here. And I figured we'd go around the room and by the time... There's a couple clean RC51s. I want a clean one. Yeah. Now that I have like a beater, I want a clean one. Yeah. So I can just ride like once in a while. Yours is not a beater, dude. No, but it's not. Like I want a clean one with stock plastics, preferably black if I could afford one. Just like to like ride somewhere to be like, I have an RC51. Yeah. I do have to say. suck it. Once the gas got on the, the tank at the racetrack. I was disappointed with oh, me too, man. How that came off? Me up. too, because it looked like a proper clear coat. It looked like it, it looked super clean, and then the gas touched it, and it was like woof, wow. gone. Yeah, actually, the uh, the stomp grip pulled off paint too before yeah. that. Yeah, but, so it, it looked super clean. It was yeah. super shiny, like a clear coat. I totally thought it was professionally yeah. done. Turns out it was. Professionally rattle canned? I don't know. know. It looked better than rattle canned. As soon as gasoline touched it, it was done. Yeah. I just, I was disappointed with it. But it's not a beater. I I love that bike. Oh, boy. Thank you, sir. Kevin has brought us back some beers. He's trying to get us drunk. I know. He's trying to get Wiggins to go to sleep on that What If he fell asleep, what would we draw? He's got a beard. He's got a mustache. We can't, he's got thick eyebrows and big (laughs) eyelashes. We can't draw anything on him. Hmm. Maybe a I'm not tear- that comfortable. I don't, I don't trust you. A teardrop <laughs> on his eye. That's what we would draw. So we're going to go around the room, and since it is um, Christmas time, and hopefully you guys go to our Facebook page, look up the stupid phone number, call us in. It's a Google Voice, so you just leave a message, and it'll transcribe it and send it to my email, and I can read it on the show. Let us know what you got for Christmas, or do it before Christmas and let us know what you want for Christmas because we do have a hotline to Santa if you guys would pay attention to the last episode. I listened to a funny one this week. Uh, it was a podcast and they had like Christmas gift ideas. But then they, they even kind of mentioned they were like, well, this is silly. We just gave our listeners Christmas gift ideas, but it's not like their wives listen to buy it for them. <laughs> yeah. True that. It was like a knife making podcast. He's like, oh, this and this and this. <laughs> and then they were like. You guys know. <laughs> the guy was like, well, maybe it'll help you out. Like if someone asks what you want, you got a list. Yeah. yeah. but so, so let's go around the room. Let's each do a couple things. And like I said, Kevin, you kind of got the short end of the stick because I only told you when I got here that we were doing this. So mm-hmm. you hopefully you thought of something really quickly. But I'll start off just so you know what type of things I was thinking because I wasn't thinking of a new RC51. I was thinking of uh, this thing called a life straw. Have you guys ever heard of life straw? Life, I have. Have you? You weren't even thinking motorcycle. No, no, because I'm thinking I want to go moto camping, mm. and I, I, I'm notoriously never bring beverages. I, I, I'm so dehydrated. If you poked me right now, sand would probably fall out of my veins. <laughs> and the Life Straw is this. They not only do they make a Life Straw, it's fifty four. Uh, well, the Life Straw is like twenty bucks. And it's this straw that's kind of fat. It looks like it's bigger than a boba straw. It's just really big. But you can drink out of a stream, and it filters out all uh, the germs. I think the guy that made it, doesn't he drink? 
He drinks like some gross Probably water. out of the sewer. He yeah, he like to demonstrate it yeah. drank uh-huh. some gross stuff. And the thing is is He's every like, totally fine. Every life straw you buy, they donate one to like third world countries because they don't have they have like mosquito mm-hmm. larvae and mm-hmm. fucking they're mining cadmium for our batteries for our teslas over here Thank you very much <laughs> africa and and bolivia or wherever they mine that shit but these people are drinking out of like malaria swamps mm-hmm. and like heavy metals that they're mining and uh dead bodies floating down the river they got like, the ganges you could probably drink out of the ganges with this thing which is like the dirtiest river in the world and it it's got it's fat and it takes a little while to get water to you because it goes through these crazy – inside the straw, it's about this big around. Uh-huh. It goes through all these different levels of carbon filters and then like super screen filters. So it traps microbes. It traps heavy metals. It traps all sorts of stuff. And the life straw itself is like 20 bucks. And everyone mm-hmm. you buy, they donate to like a poor country or, or send uh, you know to a, a poor – developing country or a poor area that needs it but the life straw flex is the one that i saw it's 54.95 it's a gallon bag and so you just put you can scoop water out of a stream dude even in even in the woods like beavers have like this crazy stuff in their belly that you can't drink so if you drink you're in the woods and you're like oh a fresh stream this isn't by any mills or chemical companies or anything i should be able to drink it but if there's even beavers or otters or who knows what on the rocks you drink that shit microorganisms get in your guts and then you got the shits for 17 days Uh the this thing filters it all out and it filters out heavy metals because there's a lot of that in the air and when it rains that comes into the water so Mm -hmm. we don't think about that stuff like lead or any of the no uh, the nox gases from not only cars but like factories paint you know stuff like that all that shit that floats in the air comes down and and it goes in the water supply. So if you're out in the wilderness or you get caught out in an accident or whatever the hell, or floods like Katrina and Hurricane – what was that hurricane that hit Houston last year? Hurricane Murray? No, that sounds too funny. Hurricane something like that. Hugo or Humphrey. You're stuck without water. But now you can – and all that shit floating has – sewage in it i mean who knows what's in it mm-hmm. so this thing you can drink so i was thinking this is the ultimate for the if you want to go to california city and we're out there and we see like a pond and it's got like rusty water you guys are hosed but i brought my life straw flex so we can all have a nice <laughs> sip out of this uh you know it's probably got who knows what in it and we can just scoop it out and let it filter through and you get 500 or so depending on how um, polluted the water is you get 500 gallons out of this one one oh, gallon bag shit. you can reuse it 500 times before you have to rebuy a carbon filter for it but it comes with like a carbon filter and the straw thing and everything so 54 bucks for a uh, a good uh, a, 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 use it in emergencies or use it for moto camping like I thought that was pretty good so let's pass it over to Kevin he's in between Wiggins and I he's totally unprepared for this folks but let's hear what he what, what would you want to find in your stocking under the tree or in your gigantic uh let's say you have a a, where, a christmas present box the size of a warehouse it doesn't matter just as long as it's motor related what would you like to get for christmas this year something motor related yeah what don't you have i mean you got so mm. much stuff here in your shop like i come to your shop and i would take anything in here <laughs> even if it's incomplete hey honey just give me one of the heads from steady like i just want to look at it <laughs> 
Like, there's so much crazy stuff in the back. <laughs> Maybe some tools. I mean, it's not really motor related, but definitely need something to build. Yeah. More, more, more cool stuff. So, I, I think some tools, like a, 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 a nice uh, welder, you know, like a small inverted welder. Uh, that's something that, that would be cool to have. Yeah. You know? Every, you this. Uh, that would be like the my recommendation to anybody that wants to get into like a DIY project or something. That would be the first thing I bought besides. I mean, everybody's got pliers and screwdrivers, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. But your first big tool would either be like a drill press or a welder. Like yeah. A welder is good. That's a good one. Any brands that you like? Or would you just um, go Harbor Freight? You never know. Actually, I, I was thinking of getting a, a Harbor Freight TIG welder. I, I forgot the brand that they have. It's about like a thousand bucks and yeah. it's inverted and it's like 200 amps. I'm going to try one of those things mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And it has high frequency, so you could probably TIG weld some aluminum parts. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Harbor Freight has this new tier where you can buy the TIG welder for like a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. or you can buy the one for a thousand bucks. And they're they've got some better stuff, but you pay if it's better, you pay more for it. But a thousand, you bucks? still pay less than the name brand. Oh, yeah, for sure, a thousand bucks for a TIG welder is not too shabby. Let's uh, let's pass it over to Wiggins. Man, since you didn't like my RC fifty one idea. <laughs> Um, That's motor related. And then Harbor Freight stood out. So one of their nice generators so I can get some tire warmers. Yeah. Your buddy at the track actually was running a – Yeah, he loved it. And I saw him this week um, on sale for like 430 bucks. That's cheap. For the 1000 Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The equitable – That thing ran all day. You couldn't hear it. I mean you could barely hear it. It wouldn't run four tire warmers, but I don't think the Honda ones will either unless you get like the 3000 EU, but – Mm-hmm. I think they were the 2000 level. <laughs> Unless you're riding a Nike and you don't have four tires on your bike either. Well, we were trying to do two bikes. <laughs> <laughs> True that. But it would run three tire warmers so you could do a Nike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were – he'd plug in both of his and I uh, – the guy across would have me borrowing tire warmers. Uh-huh. So I'd plug the front one in for a while, then plug the rear one in for a while. <laughs> and then before I'd go back out, I'd plug the rear, the front one back in uh, so it was fresher. I could have sat on the rear one like a mother chicken, you know, like yeah. keeping it warm. <laughs> It's but, not – I do like a lap and a half, two laps to kind of warm myself up anyway. So yeah. it's not that big a deal. But it definitely lets you go out a little more confident. Yeah. And you know what? That was – his was around 400 bucks floor model. The comparative Honda one was 1500 bucks. I think yeah. it was like 1100 bucks. So that's quite a big difference. So Harbor okay. Freight, not always – if you go for their higher – higher dollar stuff not always uh, the worst option so. yeah and the thing is like if you used it every weekend mm-hmm. i'd say go buy the honda one but you know if you use it four or five times a year it's like eh. if you're in hurricane harvey which i think what well, i think i just remember the hurricane I think it was harvey and you you're drinking out of your life straw but you got this awesome honda generator yeah then you <laughs> power your house back up harbor freight's just all we're good for one day and then yeah that's a good <laughs> Um, so let's come back to me. Let's go around the room twice. So my second one would be the uh, the MicroStart Sport by Anti Gravity. Have you guys ever heard of Anti Gravity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're these they're this battery company that makes little. Uh, the MicroStart basically is like their smallest one, but they they got these bigger models. This, this MicroStart starts at ninety nine ninety nine, and they go all the way up to two hundred bucks. But dude, you can jumpstart. Like they jump started a diesel with this thing, and the, and the and the uh, the MicroStart Sport, it's basically a battery jumper box the size of a large. You know, cell phones are getting a little bit bigger. They're mm-hmm. not as small as my uh, I, my flip phone that I have, or 
my iPhone six, they're getting a little bit bigger. And so the, the sport is, is basically the size of a larger cell phone. Can you can fit it in your pocket or your riding gear, definitely in your toolbox of your bike. If you still have that and you haven't chopped it up like Wiggins and turned it into track, every single bike's a track bike. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it, it'll fit on your person in a pocket. So if you don't have saddlebags or some something like that you just stick it in your vest or tuck it in your riding gear but it's got us it's got like a four into one usb cord so that you can charge all sorts of uh you know your you take your lap a lot of people blog nowadays or vlog so you charge your gopro you mm-hmm. charge your laptop if you're out you know doing a camping trip and you want to do your blog post for the night or whatever you, you can plug in your, you know, all that stuff. You could charge your cell phone with it. Um, all sorts of great stuff. And then you can charge into it as well with the, uh, the USB. And then it's got these, and, uh, little the clips that go onto your battery and they jump started a diesel. Now mm-hmm. diesel, a diesel truck, which are notoriously don't diesels have like sometimes two batteries, right? Mm-hmm. So diesels are not- notoriously hard to jump start. And this thing jump started the diesel. I think they did it five times. They jump started like a, a truck. They jump started a V8 Mustang. They wanted to show you that for motorcycles, it's overkill yeah. because this thing will jump start big cars a bunch of times before you really have to recharge it. And I think you can get about like ten jumps out of it. So motorcycles, you know, don't hold me to this because I've never tested it. But let's just say you can get ten jumps out of this thing. And when Wiggins had to pick me up in, in September. My battery was dying, and mm-hmm. it's like it just wasn't charging or something, and that's turned out to be the, just the battery. But if I would have had this micro start with me, I probably would have been able to get enough juice into it to get me started and at least get me limping home mm-hmm. like super slow. So I could have even left it on there and ran the battery off of that because it's lithium ion. Yeah. So and, and the fact that it'll fit in anybody's stocking and it comes in a unique little uh, carrying case, all that crap fits into the carrying case. I thought perfect for moto camping, perfect for the just sticking in your backpack or in under your seat. You know, you never want to get you don't want to just like one had to bump start your bike in the in a parking lot and look like an asshole. I have done yeah. that a few times, but if you have a fuel injected bike, that's kind of not possible. So this jump start thing. Pretty necessary. Yeah. It's always funny to see people trying to push start a fuel injector. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's probably not going to work. <laughs> no, not too good. Not unless too you good. can, unless it's enough where you can hear the fuel pump pump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking, unless you're Superman, like yeah, pushing it. Uh, let's pass it on to Kevin. You got you got a second thing. Um, a GoPro and the new one that has an anti shake. Yeah, that thing is rad. Um, a lot of accessories for it. My friend just got one. I'm fucking jealous of him. Nice. Yeah. What is it? What model is I, it? Now? I think it's that. Was it the Hero Seven? Oh, I think Seven. Yeah. They're up to now. Yeah. yeah. God dang. So th- that thing. Yeah, he was showing me all this. Um, he was like shaking it around, and once he uploaded a video, it was nice and stable. Nice. So yeah, yeah it's like, like a cheater camera. It yeah, like right. I think what it does, it films larger than mm-hmm. what it outputs. So when it shakes, it cuts off the outside, uh-huh. and it, so you like can't see it. But it has to know. Yeah. What to cut off? So it's yeah. It's I, I pretty was gonna badass. say I, I seen that in a on a YouTube video. They were showing like the new Steadicams, how insane they are. So mm-hmm. good, yeah. And that makes sense that it takes yeah. a, a huge one and then it like averages I it out. I think that's what it does. It. Like, 
I could be we, wrong. We can speculate. But... We're not pro. We're not yeah, tech right? geeks. Yeah. We can say whatever. I think a monkey is inside, and it like <laughs> it really holds it still for you. Uh, sea monkeys. Do you guys remember those when yeah. you were kids? Little yeah. tiny sea monkeys inside yeah. the GoPro holds it steady. Yeah, who knows? But um, or witchcraft. I don't know how it works, but yeah, I've seen how cool. Like that's the new thing with cameras. It seems to be uh, no matter if you have like a big rig or a gopro the thing is like steady we don't nobody wants shaky video anymore it's like the mm-hmm. loch ness monster would have been debunked years ago <laughs> if it, shit wasn't shaky right and yeah. the bigfoot we would have known if bigfoot was fake because that would have been steady as hell yeah, so, uh yeah that's a good one gopro and yeah. everybody has a gopro that rides yeah. i i've yeah. seen like bikes with like three gopros i need to use mine more but yeah. i got one yeah. Yeah. yeah you need to go pro uh, <laughs> that would also be good yeah all right, wigs. GoPro was good, and that's a stock, definitely a stocking stuffer. Good, good Christmas. Uh, no, I want to say Super Duke, but that's like an all. <laughs> you can say Super Duke. I mean, that, that that's works. like an all-out Christmas present, man. From yeah. I don't even know who would buy that. Must be rough if that's what your chicks buy. <laughs> Here's a brand new twenty thousand dollar bike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's all I could think of to get you. I know, right? Uh, Shit, yeah. <laughs> So what what is your sugar mama going to get you this year? Do you know what you're getting this year? Why don't you tell me what you're getting? I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting. That's good. What yeah. would you What would you get uh, yourself if you were if you were your wife? <clears throat> if you were your wife, I'd say shave that beard. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what I get myself. I'm usually like I'm the type that I don't like for myself. I don't really wait until Christmas. I'm like, oh, let's do yeah. that. I used to um, do that, and then the thing is, is I either wait too long. Yeah. It's not around anymore. I remember when I used to want a covered wagon, and those things are <laughs> not around anymore. I'm treating myself right now. I'm getting a motorcycle, but uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. If the if the iron's hot, strike while it's hot. I was gonna say like, if we had any ideas for what someone should get someone else, like look at their helmet, mm-hmm. see if they need a new helmet. Like if if your significant other rides a lot, those things get old and wore out and yeah, nasty so- and. Safety yeah. gears for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back jackets are hard. Like everyone yeah. loves jackets that are kind of beat up. But. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I was actually going to get a new helmet. I feel like your significant other now because Wiggins gave me a helmet a uh, few weeks ago, and I was actually one of my things was I was going to buy myself a helmet for. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was nice. checking out your beat up ass cheap helmet, <laughs> and I'm like, you got to get something better. And then when I got that, I'm like, it's a really rad helmet. It's the Icon Armada with yeah. a big Air visor. Flight. Air flight, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they have a new accessory coming out for it that's super rad that is actually what I had on it, but my buddy wanted it. And I can't tell you because it hasn't been released yet. Good. You know what they but, need to make? Or are you, okay. Oh, no, you're fine. But I have so many of the Airframe Pros, I'm like, and the variant. I'm like, I don't want a different model. Yeah. I don't want this Air Flight now. Come yeah, on. I just re-signed a contract with them, so I have a budget to order more gear. Yeah. I have two helmets in my living room I haven't even taken out of the box. Oh. Yeah. You can get an Air Flight if you want to uh, any, yeah. anytime you want. What they need to make is a helmet that has a chin strap. Like I have this old 70s helmet, and it's got like a football chin strap. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but it needs to have facial hair so you can have a beard. They need to make hipster helmets for people that can't grow a beard. I can't grow a very good beard. As you can Neither see, it's like I. a three-quarter yeah. helmet, but you made a strap that was a fake beard. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's what they need to make. That's what I think you should get under your tree. It's like a million-dollar Chinese idea. Add to that beard you got. Yeah. Would- I think you need beard lights. 
That's not quite motor related, but have you seen the beard? They have like beard jewelry. Yeah, my beard's not thick enough. That stuff will you fall need to out. Get beard jazzled, is and I wouldn't it? do it anyway. But yeah, they. I saw they had like beard jewelry, and I'm like, gone too far, man. Yeah, too this, far. Listen, we we have. A I just do- have a beard to cover my ugly face. Yeah, I wish I had a beard. I wish I had a fucking bag right now. Uh, we've come. We, we're, it's got a good face for radio. Yeah, that's true, and not even that. I almost got. I almost got fired from this podcast. Uh, right now, we've got it too good in America. If we're having beard jewelry, like you know, yeah. you know, your country is like doing too good if you're doing stuff like that. Beard jewelry and like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We we're, we're we're too soft. We need. I feel like we need like a Roman invasion. We need like the Spartans to come and kick our ass a little bit. Or I back. think something else. If you're buying for your significant other and you want them to stay safe, or check their tires. Mm-hmm. Oh, tires for one. Christmas. People are. People are bad about cheap tires or just wearing them all the way out until they're sketchy. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag me. Is that what you're saying? Me too. Well, hashtag your me whole too. bike's kind of <laughs> sketchy. Let's make but. this new hashtag. Hashtag me too. And it'll include everybody. Oh, wait a minute. I think that's been done. Uh, hey, speaking of which, I see this Kenda tire over here. It looks bitching. I like Kendas because I run them on my mountain bikes and stuff, so I got mm. them for my motorcycle. What do you think of Kendas? Speaking of tires, because tires is like the thing that holds you to the road, literally. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Kendas? I, I think they're good. I, um, they came out with a, a, a new um, for the mini moto um, community is uh, the KD one. So they're competing against like the the Dunlop TT ninety threes and all that. Really nice profile, nice sizes, nice uh, tread pattern. Nice compound and great price. It's like almost half the price of the the Dunlop. Yeah. So they did something right. So Kenda, you guys are yeah. you guys are, you guys nailed it right there. Yeah. It's hard because right. we were talking about this a little bit last week. Like tire technology in the last ten years or more since I've been in has just like gotten so so much better. Mm-hmm. On my flat tracker, I run Shinkos and Maxis, and yeah. I would have never thought. Which I don't really ride them on the street, but I would never have thought of those as like quality motorcycle tires. Mm-hmm. Maxxis makes really good bicycle tires, but sometimes that doesn't translate. Yeah. And especially Shinkos, I love them on my flat tracker. They, yeah. they ride great. I've heard of you know Maxxis also makes good. Uh, I mean. Bicycle right. tires, yeah, but don't they make also UTV tires or ATV tires? Yeah, they do. Because I was going to say, I've heard, I've seen Maxis on races before, like sponsored by Max. But I also only run Bridgetones on my RC, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I throw some Shinkos on that or not. Yeah, I love Kendas, but I do feel like when I'm with Wiggins, the mm-hmm. first time we went riding together, I locked up the back on Spamla, and it feels like I'm on a crayon. Like oh. it just doesn't stop. But then again, I'm transferring. And a lot of it has to do with the size. Yeah. I'm transferring what, all the weight like off the what back. you need like this the tire size for Spamla they're not going to make a really nice tire. Yeah. Cuz they What are you know, talking about? They make a perfectly <laughs> nice tire. They know that it's probably a 250. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not I, like you're going to get good all 16. sticky 17. What is this a dirt bike tire? Yeah. yeah. I mean 16 isn't that's like an old And then style. where you're kind of limited with the scooters especially when you're running inch. the wide ones you're kind of limited on who makes what, you know. Yeah. Dang, 12 inch. Yeah. That's Size that's I, bigger. It, that's bigger than a Ford Fiesta. Like my buddy that runs <laughs> that races fifties. Corey, a listener to the show, he runs. They're all ten inch, mm-hmm. and he's got some like super rad slicks. But he's got to like order them from Europe or Japan or something. Like they're mm-hmm. hard to get. 
I wonder if they're the the Midas or the PMT. I think PMT, the Midas maybe? is Midas, what he huh? runs, yeah. yeah. Or is it Midas? Midas? Midas. Yeah, maybe yeah. it is Midas. Midas. I think it was the same one that oh, they also made yeah. flat track tires. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking I think about M-I-D-A-S, but you're yeah, not talking yeah, about yeah, that. M-I-T-A-S. Yeah, he had a different brand, and I think they quit doing them or they couldn't get them anymore, and then he had some Midas too. Yeah. Yeah, there's some crazy company. I forget what the name of it is. like Mad Tires or something. They sell all sorts of crazy good tires that you heard, have heard of, but you can't find anywhere. They got them, and I, yeah. I wish I could remember the name of them. Mm-hmm. On that yeah, monkey, his were like 10-inch slicks, and mm-hmm. it's like it's near impossible to get. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of ten inch slicks, which aren't ten inch slicks, but on that on those monkeys back there, I want to talk to Kevin a little bit about the bikes. How did you do at IMS this year? Because we saw you you were entering your bikes. I saw the couple of the monkeys mm-hmm. at AIM. Yeah. You were there. You were there with um, you know the Steady Garage, the gold colored monkey, mm-hmm. and uh, you were showcasing that at AIM. And I think you were you guys were working with Honda. To, say hey this is the new bike but also the uh the monkeys that you guys got back there mm-hmm. the one with the ct70 handlebars on it what tires are on? those are like knobbies they look like tkc 80s for a monkey yeah I, actually those are uh factory tires oh no kidding yeah so speaking of uh kenda they actually have a uh uh a knobby tires which is called the big block yeah and so mm-hmm. those are those are pretty cool looking i think um I think they look good on a monkey. I think someone uh, mount them on there, and they they uh, they look really good. Yeah, yeah it's all it's all beefy and all that. Yeah, I, that's like kind of style. that's kind of in right now for mm-hmm. a lot of builds right now. A lot a lot of people making scramblers out of everything. Yeah, and uh, scramblers I thought were going to go away, but they're only getting bigger. And Ducati at IMS announced they're having like more scramblers. They're announcing like more scramblers. Yeah. You know, so like the scrambler thing is getting bigger. The freaking monkey. What do you guys... You guys got to go over to the stinking Catalina. And, yeah. And do the monkey island over there. Yeah, that was, that was cool. So Honda... Oh, uh, yeah. uh, awesome. They helicoptered us over there and they did... Uh, oh, they didn't the even whole, make you ride a boat? I was yeah. going to say, you didn't, have to, <laughs> Dude. you didn't have to take a ferry out of Long Beach, huh? Yeah, it would have been a... Uh, was it? 45 minute to an hour yeah, uh, yeah. ferry ride. Yeah. But <laughs> it was only 15 minutes with the, the helicopter. Oh, 15 minutes. What, they served 15, you caviar yeah. too? Like, here's some yeah. hors d'oeuvres, sir, yeah. while you're flying on your helicopter. Would you like some uh, champagne as you get on the helicopter? <laughs> yeah, I don't like Open bar, whatever oh, you guys want to drink. <laughs> No, they they took care of us, and it, it was fun because um, from what Honda told us, um, the Catalina's island, the Catalina Island, doesn't allow any new vehicle to go, go in there. Yeah, that's one thing I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. The last time I was over there was for the Catalina, um, the TT or whatever. So what do they, you do if you live there? You drive. There's a lot of EVs over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, there are for sure, but. There's a lot of golf carts, golf carts. style vehicles, yeah. and there's a lot of small vehicles. You know those Suzuki trucks that you can only find yeah, in Japan? Yeah, yeah. And minis. There's like some original minis over there, mm-hmm. but you can't have anything new unless it's like an EV or a, like a side-by-side. Not not even side-by-side, like the old cars, yeah. like older older like 90s uh, weird cars that I've never heard of. But like in Asia, they're huge because mm-hmm. they're like maintenance vehicles. Over there, that's what you drive. And that's why the Catalina TT or the Catalina Grand Prix was so huge. Mm-hmm. It was the first time since 1958 or something like that that motorcycles were allowed over there. When I saw you guys there on the monkeys, I was like, holy crap. This is the first time since like 2008 that mm-hmm. motorcycles have been over there. Yeah, and, and, and it was great because um, there was a lot of people who recognized that bike. So we were getting stopped left and right. Like, hey, what's going on with these Honda monkeys? And they were loving it. They were like following us and chasing us down. Yeah. Um, 
Well, that bike is perfect for the island too because the mm-hmm. streets are narrow. They're really hilly. They're uh, made for a smaller. I mean, that bike fits. I, it's not a big intrusive. It's not a loud Harley. Mm-hmm. It's not a sport bike, which obviously wouldn't do very good on the island anyway. It's something that's small, and I think mm-hmm. the people over there could embrace. So yeah. I think that was a perfect place to launch that. And the fact that you guys got to ride all over, there's like wild bison over there. Yeah, a really, really famous, <laughs> yeah, there are. Yeah. really famous casino over there. But you can only go so far without like special permits too on the island. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And the whole all of those islands, like the Channel Islands here in California, are kind of protected, mm-hmm. and Catalina being one of them. It's got such amazing history, and the fact that you guys got a ride over there. How was that? Like, what was the the Honda flew you over there on this mm-hmm. caviar uh, <laughs> and hors d'oeuvre and champagne uh, catered uh, helicopter ride? Once you got there, like, what did you guys do? Um, well, it is a small island. It's, it was my first time there, so I, I I was like, man, this 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 is what it feels like to be over here, huh? Um, but it, it it was great because. It, the, the monkey bike does fit the island really well, and and I, I think Catalina should at least allow uh, some of it to be yeah. sold there. Um, yeah, and the speed limit was only like fifteen to yeah. twenty miles per yeah. hour, you know, per hour. Um, but the 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 weather, the experience, the people over there, it was every, it, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and it was like monkey. It was like Honda reintroducing their. I mean it. In the fifties, it was a it was a fifty cc bike, or in the sixties, it was a fifty cc bike, and mm-hmm. now that it's a one twenty five, it's got like basically a Grom. It's basically a Grom, but with the like not such a sporty chassis. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you guys got to go over there and cruise it. It totally fits that island because it doesn't look new. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, the view is spectacular. Like um, every oh, yeah. every almost yeah, every turn, we would stop and take some pictures with the the, the background yeah. and yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. for your, for your, did you guys stay over there all day? Did you stay the night there? Yeah, we uh, we flew there um, the the evening before. Had dinner and you know just talked about some of the stuff that we were gonna do. Uh, woke up early in the morning, jumped on the bike, and off we went. Nice. Yeah. So there was a, a lot of uh, photos and videos, and uh, and uh, you know, uh, they, and the cool thing was Honda allow us to to branch off and and explore and. Yeah. You know, do our own adventures. So, uh, myself and and uh, uh, Abby from uh, Bike Curious, yeah. I, which you you met at the IMS show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we went off and we we went up the hill on a dirt hill, and we were just trying yeah. to see what what the monkey could do. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Ari and uh, Zach Quartz from On Two Wheels and Motorcyclists, they rode their monkeys on the Baja course down there. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, that. those chunky mm-hmm. tires, like, perfect for doing, like, off-road stuff on Catalina. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is such a cool it, – it is a cool island. And if you ever come to California, you got to check it out. It's like a 45-minute ride on the ferry. Mm-hmm. You can't really – on the ferry, that would have been harder to get them over there, too. When they did the GP over there, you know, it took them like two days to get all the race bikes oh, over really? there and yeah. back. Yeah, uh-huh. it was crazy. Oh, shit. And uh, I almost got kicked – off the island when I went over there, I was so intoxicated the whole time <laughs> I was there. But um, it was a it was super fun race, and it was cool because motorcycles did have sort of a history. It was like it was like California or America's Isle of Man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it, they used to r- ride through the streets and stuff. But moving on and moving to the fact that they don't want the island to be polluted, they don't want the island to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. They went away from, like you said, it's got to be like older vehicles and electric vehicles over there but the monkey fits so well over there that's so great that they got to take it over there and do 
I mean, it's fuel injected. It's mm-hmm. it's got. I mean, it's not as pollu- pollusive or is that? An, I think I just made up a new word. It's not as pollusive. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it doesn't pollute as much as older models. So I mean, it is a good fit for that island. It's so good uh, to go over there, and the fact that you guys got to see some of the. Just breathtaking views, and, and mm-hmm. it's cool that uh, it was, it was good, it's good that you brought up uh, I O Man, you know, because they call it I O Monkey. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So it had the same vibe and the same uh, the same, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Honda did win that one of their first race bikes on the Isle of Man was a one twenty five, and so it makes sense that on the Isle of Monkey, mm-hmm. well, that was like also, one of the big events where he went over. And then, like, went back to Japan and was like, we're going to go win this next yeah. year. Yeah. Oh. So the Isle of Monkey makes sense. I'm pretty sense. sure did. I would yeah. love to see if the Catalina says, yeah, let's bring this monkey over. But, dude, just the fact that, that you've been doing a lot of work with Honda, you you aim that, that y- gold – I want to call it yellow, but it's kind of a gold, a banana yellow maybe. Yeah, I don't know it, what yeah, it's called. It's, yeah, yeah. That, that monkey that you had at, at – um, that aim was just so awesome. And then we saw you again at IMS. You were entering in the bike show. Mm-hmm. You were entering one of your, like, 350 Groms, right? Yeah, it was uh, Jensen's bike on one of our friends. And uh, it was the, I, I, I believe it's the only bike in that class that had an engine swap. And it was a mini bike. I think there was only two mini bikes that was entered for the whole uh, um, the builders competition. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, 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 it was cool to, to compete against the, the big boys. We, of, of course, we didn't win because there was yeah. really talented builders out there and great looking bikes. Hey, I wouldn't say great. I haven't posted all the pictures from a, uh, IMS up, but there was that bike made of drums. Oh man, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was. I definitely. That was, was pretty terrible. I was taking photos and DMing um, this Instagram called "Fuck, Fuck Your Bike, bike Sucks." sucks yeah. <laughs> I sent him like four oh, or five God. of them that day. Dude, that bike that had like the ram horn, like oh, yeah. Man. Dude, some of the, I wouldn't say that your bike was, you know, some of those bikes are pretty terrible. Yeah. I, I thought your bike was good. Also, that right, right down the aisle from you was that uh, it was a Suzuki 250 that ended up winning like Builder's mm-hmm. Choice I, or something. Yeah, like that, that. I think that was a uh, Savage Suzuki yeah, yeah, Savage, yeah. but yeah. it was only a 250 Beautiful bike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder if if your bikes are like overlooked because people walk by and they're like, "Oh, cool, oh, it's a, a Grom. Grom." Yeah, I I, th- I think so. You they, do such a good job yeah. of making that thing. Well, and look I gotta so say factory. too, it's cool to see like. I, we must have saw like some of the first 300 kits and they were um, like the radiators in different places and stuff. And mm-hmm. the couple you're working on now, you can tell like a lot of the details have been ironed out and it's a little more production. Yeah. And it looks like cleaner and stuff's fitting better. And I'm like, that's kind of rad. Like the other ones fit, but it was just one of those like, okay, where are we going to do and what are we going to mm-hmm. like, how's it going to work? And now it's like kind of ironed out to, so to see him out there, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy how like, they look like they were supposed to be that way. Yeah, and, and I think so maybe good. that's the reason why because uh, some people probably thought it was just a stock engine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm it saying. Looks like it fits it right in. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, oh, Grom, what's you so know, big about this? Honestly, the Grom engine in the Grom is out of place. <laughs> and the 300, because of the angle, the 300 fits better than, than the 125. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I gotta say, dude, that I... It's just – it's not only what you guys do to it because I love that one that you had – that the radiator was mounted in the back. Do you remember mm-hmm. that yeah, one that you did? Yeah. I thought that one looked cool just because like you got it – you got it altered. It didn't It didn't mm-hmm. quite – look. it looked modified. But uh-huh. you still – it still didn't register. Like this is a 300 versus yeah. a 125. It still looks so – like it just 
fit right in there so perfectly. I don't know. You guys do it so good. Maybe you guys need to do one that's just like out there and crazy. <laughs> the one you got back there now has like CT70 handlebars on it though. And that mm-hmm. almost looks stock. Like yeah, that almost looks monkey, like yeah. it fits on it. So How like, much bigger is the Rebel 500 motor, the parallel twin? Hmm. It's a lot wider. I think um, we were thinking about putting a 700. Uh, oh, it's the, off of the, the N- NC700. Yeah, yeah. NC yeah. yeah so that's a parallel twin. Yeah, so we were thinking about doing that. Uh, we, should, we actually have one upstairs. We should try oh, it. We man. should finish that project. Yeah. 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 And the NC500, the NC750. Like, Why oh, stop at the Africa twin then? Dude, <laughs> yeah, listen. I know. You, you, if you throw an Africa twin in it, I'm just going to be blown away. But Even the NC700 is so crazy. I mean, really, even the, the Rebel 500 is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, they had the the Rebel 500 and the NC500. They're both parallel twins, yeah? yeah. Same. I think those are actually the same power plant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that new – they have that new 650. That They have a twin – they have the inline four, but they also have that new 650 that's a twin, right? You could do like the parallel twin 650, the oh, naked the one. the CBR 650 or something, right? Yeah. The CB650. Yeah, we should try that too. Yeah. yeah. Man, like that would just be crazy. A 750cc bike – if you did the NC, that has like the wheelbase though of, of a, yeah, <laughs> like a scooter. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! Uh, be, some of them are stretched though. You'd so. be wheeling and stopping. That's why the monkeys actually and the Groms have the IMUs is to keep you from doing stoppies. Yeah, yeah. on Fish, accident, yeah. on accident. And when I was talking to Doug mm-hmm. at uh, uh, AIM, AIM. Mm-hmm. he was telling me like how much fun it is to stunt Groms. Yeah. It's so easy. A lot to learn. of people do too. It's a good bike to yeah. learn on. Yeah. And, they make a lot of stunt accessories for him. Yeah, dude, I'm glad Cages we're I'm glad we're with the aficionado here of like the cool. I think I don't know. I'm excited that the 125 class might be coming back and and maybe to America. But you guys have been doing them for so long, like mm-hmm. sc- whether it's scooters or groms. What the hell was that? Oh, that's the gate closing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whether it was scooter, it sounded like a bomb going off. Sound like headphones. a truck yeah. in the front. <laughs> I know in the headphones. Like, man, in the headphones, it's, crazy. it's like three yeah. times as awesome. crazy. Sound like a yeah hippo farted on my head. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you're like you got the king. You're the king of cool for like the smaller displacement stuff. I really want you to come out to that ride, man, on the 31st. By the way, uh, you guys. Oh, yeah, have, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you and, guys have any upcoming events? I know the Veggie Plate Classic is coming up, right? Soon? Yep, July. That's a flat track. No, January, January, right? yeah, January twelfth at Paris. Yeah, January fifth. I think at Anaheim is Anaheim one. Motocross is already starting up. Or why don't we have media passes for that? What's well, let's get them. Yeah, and let's take a let's take Kevin with us. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, it should go out there. And then uh, we also have a. Uh, mini massive on March 30th and thank you for being a judge and I, I you know if you want to be a judge for the yeah, event we could, yeah. Could that. yeah I was I gonna say it too. finally paid off to not be sponsored by anybody because <laughs> I'm unbiased yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny so I went to Tennessee and end of May or beginning of June this last year mm-hmm. and uh, they were all getting like ready for the Smoky Mountain Crawl that you guys went out for uh-huh. uh, and that's actually what I told my buddy so they race at Deals Gap Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you guys need to set up and have a race on the Saturday that Smoky Mountain Crawl's in town. I'm like, because, yeah, they're all going to be on groms and ruckuses and stuff. I'm like, but I'm sure a lot of them would like to come out and see the 50s. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, like, I, it's not really the original, but 
for the time period, like the fifties were huge in that, you know, the early two thousands and the yeah. fact that they're still racing them and the fact that the Smoky Mountain Crawl is in that area. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah, we ride. Yeah. Well, you know, the monkey was a Z50 mm-hmm. for the longest time and everybody calls them monkey bikes because you look like a King Kong on this whole yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> so the monkey, even though it's a 125 now, they started out as 50s. Like, yeah, I yeah. think he was the huge. monkey was always kind of a nickname for it, wasn't it? Yeah. That, yeah. And that's why the, that's where they came up with the yeah. for the new one. It's so funny how smaller displacement used to be cool, um, even if it was pit bikes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. people always had fun on these smaller displacement bikes. But you come to a place like Steady Garage, you guys, we, we talked about you before on the show. Mm-hmm. You you do more than just scooters. You do the Harley custom stuff. You have, you know, that whole side of the business. But then you're doing like, oh, just looking around this place. I posted a picture on Instagram, a little video of uh, there's three bikes in here with us right now, all totally different, but all based roughly on the same platform. Ruck, uh, ruckus, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And this is the Yamaha C3, which is a rear bike. Yeah, it looks like a, a ice chest on wheel. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's, it it's so boxy. Yeah, and the fact that you guys—I mean, just these rivets, everything on this thing looks—I <laughs> don't know—it just matches so good, you know. So, yeah, and you don't see many T Max or S Max like scooter market stuff isn't big here. But I come to Steady and I go in the back. I was showing Wiggins on your workbench back there. You got like five motors lined up. You got a Rebel, a Madass, a Ruckus. A Grom, like all in a row back there, like mm-hmm. so many, so much different cool stuff. Can you talk about? Can you talk about the electric bike? Yeah. Um, so the we were commissioned to to do a scrambler project for uh, Greenger. So it's a electric bike with four speed transmission. So it has like you know the characteristic of a gas powered bike. Um, super cool bike, and uh, we're yeah. I, you know, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll show it when when it's done. Yeah. yeah, it looks bitching up there on the on the rack. Yeah, what right. you guys are doing to it looks pretty amazing. But four speed, we were talking about it back there. We were shit talking. Neither of us knows really much. I don't. I don't know if any of us knows much about mm-hmm. electric for sure. But I've heard from electric people that two speeds is perfect. Four speeds, five speeds, six speed, like the energy or the. Uh, impulse had yeah. like do you need that many we don't know but it's got four speeds which is pretty cool at least yeah. you feel like you're shifting a, a dirt bike you know yeah I guess. well and who knows think of like the old cars you know they all had two speed the power yeah. glide transmission was like yeah. the hot thing forever and it was a two speed mm-hmm. and now even automatics are five and six and seven and that's true yeah. yeah maybe they know maybe actually somebody that designs stuff knows what they're doing <laughs> well and, you know who knows how the power band of electric motors are going to change as the technology gets yeah. better that's yeah. true, but that bike looks bitching. I can't wait to see what you guys do with it. When you're done with it, let us know, and we'll yeah. come. We'll come back and do a little, little story on it. But yeah, you guys, Steady Garage is doing so much crazy stuff. I really want you guys to come out on the 31st if you're in LA. Wiggins and I are already planning, and we're trying to coerce Kevin into bringing a Grom crew up. It's the Run to the Roses. They do it every New Year's. It's the SoCal Norton Owners Club. They ride up. They meet at Lucky Baldwin's Trappist, which is different than Lucky Baldwin's down in downtown Pasadena. It's the one on the east side of Pasadena. There's going to be what? Right on Colorado, right? Yeah, it's on Colorado. Was there like 200 bikes there, you think, last year at least? Maybe more than that? I don't know about that many, but there was... 8,000 bikes, 80, 100. Not that many. It's also crazy, too. Like, if you're in the area, 
I don't know if if you've even seen it. Like, and I live closer than he does. Uh-huh. It's so crazy to yeah. go through Pasadena that day because the Rose Parade is the next day. Yeah, oh, everybody's sh- camping so uh-huh. out. Dude, there's wow. motorhomes everywhere. There's guardrails everywhere. There's bleachers everywhere. Last year there was Nuts. that old car cruise that went through. Right, remember? Yeah, that? there's like a car show or like a cruise that day. Uh-huh. Because um, everything's cool. closed out. Yeah, it was awesome. New Year's Eve in Pasadena, the day before the Rose Bowl parade and the Rose Bowl, like the uh, the football game. Mm-hmm. So many people in town. Whoever's playing that year from out yeah. of state, they're all the fans are there. So it's cool. There's cars, but it's just, it's just cool to meet up at Lucky Baldwin's Trappist and see. <coughs> excuse me, too much weed. See all the <laughs> see all the bikes that show up because you never know what you're going to see. Wiggins pointed out earlier we saw an Excelsior that had like the original like carbide gas like Uh headlight on it yeah and you know all sorts of other weird stuff spamala you know so you see all sorts of weird stuff yeah i've spent probably uh not quite i've probably spent 80 bucks because my bicycle headlight quit and i had to buy a new (laughs) one but getting getting my sportster ready to take it up so wigs is going to take a sportster this year tons of old like sport bikes like ducatis and stuff there's tons of stuff so you need to bring a grom crew for sure and we can especially if you got a couple 300s running because we go up angela's crest and it's 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 a decent pace but on my sporty i won't go that fast because i'm sure it's not that comfortable but well i don't know how much i trust those tires on the pavement yeah (laughs) but also the the highway is literally like five miles maybe that i don't even think it's well they might have to be careful the grom's not really highway legal yeah yeah but the foothill connects right there to the yeah we can we can definitely take uh it doesn't surface too people don't all leave in one huge group they go in waves Mm -hmm. so we just we'll just go up foothill to um Mm-hmm. Spamalo would probably enjoy that too, going up foot foothill <laughs> to uh, the two. But yeah, then you just hit it and you go up to Angeles Crest and you go up there. Jay Leno was trying to park last year. We were like, Get yeah, he did show up. He was in a Jay real Leno. super red <laughs> Porsche. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't ride an old bike up there. Yeah, but, you know, I think he was up there just because I think the Porsche Club was going through yeah, that yeah. day. But yeah, you never know who's going to show up. Plus, just like I'm saying, you you see the weirdest bikes up there that you haven't seen in a long time. So I hope we see some Groms. The C3 would be awesome up there, even. But uh, yeah. I hope I hope you come up for that. So stay tuned for that. Um, I think we're getting toward the end of the show, guys. I'm not even going to do my little last bit because it's dumb and I was a little bit unprepared for it. But uh, <laughs> anything else? Anything? Anything that you think people need to know? Uh, like you're asking for a Christmas present. What? Sh- I mean, should you go big? Should you go little? Should you go reasonable? Should you go just off the wall? What? What? What are your you know. I, do, I, I think any little bit would, should be appreciated, you know, yeah, whether it's absolutely. big, small, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes, too, the small things are the best mm-hmm. things, you there know. There you go. Like the yeah. things with the thought or the things that someone made or like. All right. You know, I, I was hoping you guys were going to go the other way because I was going to say, hey, honey, listen to this episode. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? But no, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. And even something. I mean, there's always a real nice motorcycle on my list. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just haven't found the person to buy it yet, yeah. you know? Something as silly as tires, you, you know, even though we were talking about it earlier, like even that's awesome. That keeps that keeps you stuck to the road. Um, anything cool? Any awesome sign-offs from Steady? Anything you want to tell people about Steady that are just tuning into the show for the first time? We probably should have put this at the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, for all the, the new Hanamaki uh, owners, we're adding new parts pretty much almost every week. So uh, check check out the website to see new Hanamaki parts. Um, the event in, uh, in on March uh, 30th at Industry Hill um expo mm. center 
Um, so there's going to be drag racing, uh, stunt box, and a time attack. Nice. And also a, a bike exhibit. So um, It's going to be on a Saturday? It'll be on a Saturday. Okay. And then uh, the Sunday, which is the 31st, will, will be a ride. So okay. There'll be cool. probably, we're hoping at least a couple hundred. Yeah. Yeah. If it was anything like Super Sunday, a couple thousand, hashtag not really that many. Yeah. <laughs> there was so many. There, there was way more than they said appeared at Super Sunday. What about you, Wiggins? Any super significant sign-offs that <laughs> might get people to even want to come out to Veggie Plate or like listen to the show more or anything like that? They already have to know about Veggie Plate. All right. Um, no, they, just, they need to check out Steady's Instagram for sure, especially okay. if you have... Even a ruckus, because yeah. no one's really even still doing that, and I know people still have them. I wish people, I wish they still make the big ruckus. Like, yeah, that, that, that was a was 150, cool. right? Uh, 250. 250. Yeah. yeah. God, I wish. But if you got a ruckus and you need some work or some parts or a Grom or a or, monkey or the new monkey or a dang Harley Davidson, yeah, really. <laughs> but check that out. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap up here and. Uh, chat with kevin a little bit longer but you guys don't get to hear that you guys uh, have to sign off please give us a call look us up on instagram check out steady garage at steady garage on instagram or go to their website and uh check out their custom parts that they make check out wiggins on instagram at wig09 or field initiative knives and uh check us out on instagram creative writing podcast or check us out on the web email us creative writing podcast at gmail.com or call us go on to facebook look up our dumb phone number and give us a call and eat a Cloppin's pickle all right that's it talk to you guys later hey everybody just a really quick reminder you can go online or call us at 740-563-2858 and leave a message letting us know what you want for Christmas or what you got for Christmas. And we'll play it on the next show. 